bought a mic, a pop culture wand cast, a pop culture camp cast here, mm-hmm. talking a little movie called Malignant, directed by Mr. James Wan, the master, the genius, the sick, twisted, freaky boy giving us this new work. I'm Ernest. I am um, Spooky Boy 666 Hunter Mobley. And I'm Drew. <clears throat> oh, I thought you were about to be uh, nah, Gabriel. Fucking lag. Gabriel. No, no I'm that, that, yeah, I gotta save. I don't want him to come out. <laughs> He's in my mind. Prison. Come out. Uh, Drew, you, you were fighting him in that moment. <laughs> you, were, mm-hmm. you were fighting him. Mm-hmm. Battling. And we have a special guest today on the pod, Miss Lee Perry. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Um, God, the uh, sexual attention there is just <laughs> insane. I mean, I have you're to do the pod at, so that I can see my boyfriend I know from time to time. Yeah, you're looking this, at him like you've never seen him he's before. He's always in this room. This and is the only way that you can actually have a night with Ernest, yeah. is that you have to be on the podcast. I'm trying him. to feel up his thigh with my foot under the table. Yep. We can all see. It's a glass <laughs> table <laughs> yeah, for the listeners. <laughs> um, you were last on for our Nick Cage series, City of Angels. Which Incredible. got your it got thousands of views mm-hmm. and listens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly by non-living entities. Mm-hmm. Mostly by all of the hot soccer moms that listen in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we think that um, the very cool modern epic Pixies cover will get as much... <laughs> As much notoriety as I the wrote, Goo Goo Dolls. I wrote did down an epic one describing that as well. Actually, I literally <laughs> did. I just like I heard it and like I went in there. I was like, "Is that fucking where is my mind? Are we really doing that?" As like, if this oh. movie didn't have enough Fincherisms in it. Like, I was like we're oh, gonna that's just the song that. from The Leftovers. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. the song from myself. Fight Club. That's what I. I yeah. the, that's not in the leftovers, is it? It is in the, yeah. yeah, dude. Because he's losing his mind. Where is it? That sucks. I, dude, I love when a song just says exactly what a character is feeling, and you it, can just put that in there. In the leftovers, it's like slow piano version. Mm-hmm. Don't you slow. love my favorite part? Is in every Scorsese movie where it's raining and a character has to run under like a building, and they're like, "Ah, please give me shelter." Mm. <sighs> Yeah, sympathy for the devil. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Today we're talking Malignant, uh, the new movie from James Wan. Before we get into Malignant, let's talk about James Wan. Mm-hmm. So this man came onto the scene uh, hot with a movie called Saw in 2004. You guys seen Saw? Yeah, I uh, think I might have. Uh, yeah. Saw Saw. We saw Saw. Yeah. And if I hadn't, guess what? I've seen the opening credits of Malignant. So I have seen Saw in a way. <laughs> Good. It's very Saw. I think we talked about James Wan a little bit last February whenever we talked about um, Invisible Man because of Lee Winnell. Right. And there is a little bit of similarities between uh, this movie and Invisible Man. I was kind of feeling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Lee Winnell, star of Saw, would go on to direct um, Invisible Man. And what's the other one? Upgrade, mm-hmm. I think was the other one he yep. did. Um, and then he 
did uh, Doggy Heaven. Don't forget that. Everybody trying to forget Doggy Heaven, the uh, short uh, that he made. And he did not make. Don't want to forget that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am forgetting um, some some James. Have Wong you guys ever seen Dead Silence? No. Okay, so I saw this movie when I was like twelve ish or so. I think that. Uh, Heather, my older sister, like rented it from Blockbuster and brought it home. And uh, I had like a fear of dolls a little bit as a child that was right. mostly stemmed from her fear of dolls. Because, you know, when you have an older sibling, you just like their fears are your fears. Um, so this movie like fucking freaked me out so hard whenever I was a kid. And I really loved Saw as a kid because, again, there's something wrong with my brain. But Dead Silence don't know how well it's aged but very spooky movie um he also made another movie called death sentence which i have never seen um yeah kind of kind of came onto the scene with a certain kind of of uh you know low budget horror uh pre blumhouse low budget horror you mm -hmm. know these these certain types of, of movies that have always been around you know like when you look at what carpenter did with uh halloween like there's always been this faction of the genre that was just like what can we make that's terrifying or at least like suspenseful with no money mm -hmm. and Juan is kind of like this new generation of that and as he picked up steam he went on to start two huge horror franchi franchises with Insidious and The Conjuring. Yeah, basically reinvigorating the entire genre of like haunted house horror. Like mm -hmm. it, it had already been a thing and he fully, he made it so it became like the prevalent horror again. When uh, for a minute it was uh, pretty bad iterations of Saw. It was just like torture porn type stuff. Mm -hmm. Which that first movie kind of isn't. It, yeah. The franchise became that after James Wan you know, handed it off. But that first Saw movie, it's it is gruesome and and intense, but it's not. Torture. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's very... more it's like super hammy mm -hmm. compared to others like Saw movies. Um, what's his name? The lead actor in it is just going like way Anyone too else? hard the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really? No, Carrie Elways. Yeah, Carrie Elways. Um, I love the first I think the first Saw movie is like a near perfect like as far as just like having like that one boxed in super low budget horror movie like it's executed as about as well as you possibly could have made that movie mm. um yeah do we do we enjoy all of the movies that stemmed from saw do no. we enjoy those no. those that's, torture porn why do they the keep thing. getting made like i don't know it's it's chilled a little bit it might yeah. be coming back in some form because it was it was gone for a while but well, the, the the dominant horror right now is not that you know the thing is is that those movies are getting made but a lot of them are like straight to shutter movies now I think like Hostel they are came out after saw yes. and that was like like yeah, that's, think that's the most direct. And then I think ancestors. that's the one that like launched that torture porn because I think it was actually successful. And then after that, it was like that's the only movie movie that's going to be back by yeah. budget. I, those they movies... started rebooting a bunch of old franchises and putting the torture porn thing on them, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, Halloween. You're right. Rob Zombie Halloween, which is yeah, yeah one of the worst horror movies bass. I've ever seen in my entire life. It's almost it's, Rob Zombie is a fucking trash director. That vein of horror is almost to me made just for kids. 
like it's it's for middle schoolers to be like dude did you fucking see that yeah, that shit yeah. was so fucked it, you yeah. like you bragged that you like saw saw and you like like dude i like it i made it through it. yeah bro like i love those moments, i didn't man. puke my my cousin he puked yeah yeah like they just made me think of certain friends in middle school who were like yeah dude, yeah i like i love that shit yeah, so I, I it felt like there was no coming back from that for a while that's why i've been turned off too mm-hmm. right for, it's for it's like the late 2000s early 2010s brand yeah, of but, horror but then we get from the same guy we get insidious we get the conjuring uh both really good movies i like the conjuring more so personally. so i've already talked on previous episodes about how i was not a horror kid growing up my me my, neither my parents did not let me watch any horror movies like it was it was not okay the 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 scariest movie i saw as a kid was signs and it terrified the shit out of me and that's not a horror movie you know in now as an adult revisiting it and so i i have had to retread a lot of these movies and like insidious came out in 2010 and then conjuring in 2013 right so i was still in that mode of like trying to get myself to open up to this whole genre of movies that i didn't experience as a kid um and so this week before malignant i watched insidious and conjuring for the first time double feature we love hangover double features on this show uh we stand the back-to-back hangover uh features and i was like fuck it let's go i almost didn't do it because i was i i watched insidious and i loved it so much and i was like let me just sit with this for a minute but then i was like no you know what let's go let's do conjuring and man james wan fucking rocks yes conjuring is so good he is the best popcorn horror director that we have like it's easy the way i was going to talk about this when we talked about malignant but one of the beautiful things that he does is like he embraces how corny horror movies can be yeah like he loves corn he's not afraid to just be like you can laugh guys like look at this cop dynamic this isn't a thing that exists in real life we aren't in reality right now like this is fun we're having a fun time the third act of insidious is a full-on like it's like a fun house yeah Yeah, it's a shit show uh, carnival ride (laughs) when they go into like the dark world or whatever the fuck that is i loved it it's so cool i was like man this is a guy who's not afraid to get silly he and yeah. still be scary mm-hmm. yeah and he he like he not only is like uh, like inviting you to make fun of conventions he just likes the conventions I yeah think. like a lot of the time he just like he likes to be like okay this is my entry into my this is my version of the two cops yeah. <laughs> you know with the funny dine like this is my version of uh the really really stupid sister character who should get her sister committed right now right <laughs> fucking mental institution so he, he's he loves that shit and uh it's it's evident like from the very beginning of the movie like the very very beginning is like just begging you to be like i'm out because he wants you to know like this is going to be wild this is going to be a very horror movie uh and then it is going to break loose of what you thought it was going to be Mm. lee this was also your first time seeing conjuring Mm because i i know whenever we scroll past it on netflix you're like that's too spooky Hmm. I don't know if I want to <laughs> see that. Well, to be honest with you, that's code for me being like, I don't want to see another like slasher, overly gory, 
kind of make you sick to your stomach. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. I'm not enjoying that, you know? Um, I, but I like the alluring horrors. I like it when a movie takes its time to kind of hunt me psychologically rather than just like jump scare, jump scare. Okay. Here's this really gruesome, really fucked up kind of sadistic. Like I kind of questioned whether or not the person who put this whole scene together should be, uh, analyzed, yeah, investigated (laughs) of how sick they are. But, um, but I think the conjuring and malignant both really, and I didn't see insidious, so I, I can't wait to see it now that I've heard that interpretation of it, but, um, I've heard good things. I just, haven't seen it. I've just been burnt out by horror. I've been Mm. longing for something more psychological, something that's going to make me feel like just, just so that I can enjoy it and then get scared, but still want to watch more. I haven't felt that in years. Did you feel that with conjuring? I definitely did. I definitely did. It took its time. It Mm. really took its time. It had a lot going on. I still think there were some flaws, but like it, it, it really made sure that there were enough moments of exploration in what the fuck is going on Stillness. before they jump right on it, you yeah. know? And then every time that it actually hit, it hit really well. Yeah. He, um, I, like to your point, I don't think that I've ever seen like a flawless movie by James Wan. In fact, I definitely haven't. All of his movies have issues. Like he's not like, he clearly haven't but seen But does Aquaman. horror just have issues though? That's my question that I want to bring no, up. I've, like, no, because there is, I think there is horror that's a lot closer to flawless than this. Well, what but the thing is, so here's the thing about James Wan is that like, he, one of the things that makes him special as a director for me, and I will say this because I know I watched the most horror out of all of us. Like, I kind of love some shitty horror movies every now and then because it's something, if it just like makes me feel something for an hour and a half, then that's more than most things uh, that happen in my life do. So, you know, I like to experience that. Um, but the thing is with James Wan is that he, is really good at threading the needle between making something that's an A24 art house, Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, like high art horror movie and something that's turn your brain off popcorn horror movie. Mm-hmm. He's really good at finding the balance between those things because what he's making in all of his movies, there is some intelligence to it. There is some kind of he's trying to express something aside from. Uh, like, ooh, isn't this spooky? Ah, jump scare. Ah, jump scare. Like you're alluring to. Like the Conjuring franchise is really like about a love story. Like it's really just about that Ed and Lorraine character. I mean, I know you get have any of you seen Conjuring Two? I want to now. Okay, I haven't gotten around. I to it. love Conjuring Two. I think Conjuring Two. It's like it's not as good as the original be just because it's not the original, but it's very different from the original. I think that it actually has some a few moments in Conjuring 2 they're scarier than the first Conjuring movie but also the thing is that it just lets those two actors fucking act like and it just you can feel the chemistry between the two of them like they're so good Mm. and he's really good at doing that but also he's like we're gonna have uh all the music cut out and a character is going to creep down the basement stairs and just have a little candle out. We're going to get that moment. That's going to make you like jump out of your fucking skin. Like he's so good at just doing both of those things at the same time. Conjuring felt to me like he was trying to make a more like serious horror movie because insidious, I think, falls more in like the silly side of things yeah, which silliest is just like it's, it's in, insidious is what you yeah, call it. And I, I personally prefer 
um insidious because it gets silly like mm. i i love the hell out of the the third act of, of insidious and how weird it gets but conjuring i think is just like objectively like better crafted like mm-hmm. the it has like better production value it's just like elevated you know the performances the cinematography like everything there's just more money on the screen hey if you like silliness have can i introduce you to a uh, little director who happened to make the evil dead franchise Raimi? Yeah. Which I've seen those. <laughs> and, and if you like and silly third awesome. acts in a horror movie, <laughs> yeah. can I introduce you to Malignant? Yeah. Well, I, so, I just have to say I'd love to see like a scoreboard of different types of like subgenres within horror. You know right. what I mean? Because yeah. you have like the absolute insane like alien clown movies and then you have like the it's we're gonna have to and do then it you have yeah yeah, yeah alien we're, clowns we're gonna and then still going but you know i i would say probably the like the best quality are the ones that are like really well like it's a, it's a psychological thriller mixed with of course you know plus plus you add some realism in there and then you have absolute horror because then you're thinking like, I would say probably one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen was um, 28 Weeks Later, I think. The sequel. I think I can't remember if it was 28, 28 Days, Days Later. 28 Days is the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that one was really scary. But I think the second one was like really scary, too. But- yeah. Well, the thing that Danny Boyle did is that he was like, what if zombies could run? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if zombies actually were a serious yeah. threat? Yeah. Well, see, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that Conjuring came out almost 10 years ago, mm-hmm. like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And in those years, horror has evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten the social commentary side of horror with Jordan Peele, you know, giving us mm-hmm. Get Out and yeah. Us, and that created a whole nother branch. Mm-hmm. And then we've gotten uh, Robert Eggers and Ari Aster uh, doing their weird art house type of horror with Hereditary and Midsommar and uh, The Lighthouse and The Witch. So you know, cinephiles are like eating good with this like artsy mm-hmm. horror that's like, you know, uh, challenging mm-hmm. uh, what cinema is and also like getting nominated and winning Oscars. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my jam. And now John Carpenter still doesn't have an Oscar. Right. Justice for John. And now and, and, in, and in those years, Juan, of course, he, you know, helped shepherd all of the Insidious and Conjuring sequels. But he went off and did Furious 7 mm-hmm. and Aquaman. Which might be the best Fast and Furious movie, too. So, so he, <laughs> he went off fucking guy. Furious 7, the highest grossing Fast movie. Wow. And Aquaman, the highest grossing DC movie. So he's making buckets of cash <laughs> for these studios. Also, Conjuring two yeah conjuring conjuring franchise both of those movies even i think conjuring two even made more money than the first one so he's he is printing money and so the the biggest flex to me about malignant is how much time he waited to cash that blank check Mm -hmm. like he could have done malignant after furious seven he could have done it after conjuring two but he waited until after aquaman yeah. Which is a bonkers movie that is 
pushing what we know uh superhero movies it, i mean it's kind of a mess i think but, it's like kind of bad but like it's not his fault it's it looks fucking he's great trying, he's, he's trying doing things. stuff it's i don't blame him for like the issues lie with the script and with the acting of that movie not with the way that it but looks. He's, he's trying creative things yeah mm-hmm. and it paid off movie made a buttload of money mm-hmm. and then he's like all right warner now let me do my freaky crazy bonkers mm. cuckoo wild movie and they let him mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder if we would stop cutting checks for just a guarantee what we think we would put butts and seats and we cut checks for just that creative exploration and being able to take risks you might get the the best you know storytelling ever of our generation if we would just fucking do that the problem though is that if anybody were to get the script from malignant on their desk <laughs> and you don't know the i would person i would want to star it? in it and i would want to direct it and i would want to sleep with the, enc- the entire crew no no <laughs> producer in their right mind would ever fund hey, this be like, is this, did cronenberg come back is this his comeback <laughs> what, movie? Like, if you just what reading stands that's out what james Wan made a cronenberg movie like of just whenever we're going to talk about it but like the way that body horror is used in this movie is like some of the best shit that i've seen and i don't even know how long it's so well it's the best thing definitely since i saw possessor last year which is david cronenberg's son brandon cronenberg mm-hmm. so so let's get into this movie, Malignant. Uh, not a COVID movie, which surprised me. It completed uh, filming in 2019. Um, they were just kind of sitting on it, you know, waiting for the right time. And they decided, well, I, we might as well just fucking drop this thing with no fanfare because we have no idea how to promote this thing. There's no way we're going to be able to market this. I am glad, though that they didn't just flat out over promote it and spoil all the twists and turns in the movie. Cause I yeah. had no idea what this was. Did you guys see it. a trailer for this? I did not. And I'm so glad no. I did. Yeah, I didn't I either. Am so I, also, glad. I also really like, I like, I appreciate uh, film Twitter's discourse on this movie. This is exactly what I want out of discourse because there weren't any spoilers in the well, discourse. I mean, all of that I saw people are being respectful over and over and over. All I saw was like, wow, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't this is an insane fucking movie. Like it's James Wan making a passion project. Like cool. nobody screenshotted on HBO Max yeah, the so, reveal. I'm so happy yeah. that like just and maybe it's because like 10 billion people haven't seen this movie and that's probably yeah. why it hasn't been spoiled everywhere it is, but it is failing wildly at the box office. Yeah. Like well, really bad. You can't blame it but this podcast will help it launch into where it needs to James be Wong, after come tonight. On, right. we're, we're giving him a chance. That's the thing. This little is, guy. I like literally as soon as we heard James Wan was making a horror movie that was coming out in October, which I only found out like, I don't know, like a month and a half ago, because again, no fanfare around this whatsoever. It's like James Wan has a new horror movie coming out. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll be there in the theaters. Yeah. All right. That's it. Like you I don't don't tell me a single other yeah. word. I will say the poster for this is like one of my favorite posters. I've it's seen just her so face. Long. It's so fucking cool. It's well, there's two separate posters. There's the poster that um. I've seen like if you just Google malignant, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about the letterbox poster. Yes. Yeah. This shit is so fucking dope. This looks like like a 70s horror movie. Mm-hmm. If you look at the inverted face. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's psycho. Like it's silhouette. Halloween. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. 
It's that shit's that. so cool. I want to get this poster. That's a terrific poster. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you're right. Like just the idea of like this master of horror who created these, you know, huge franchises who goes on to do these big blockbuster movies now coming back to horror to a movie that we know nothing about mm-hmm. and that seems relatively small scale compared to like your furious seven or your aquamans yeah and mm-hmm. that alone is enough to say like okay this is worth paying attention to this yeah. is worth at least watching right and now we're about to talk about it i don't know how we're going to talk about it without well, spoiling let's it. start with how you enticed me we watched you always lure me in you know, I'm, I'm come home. I'm tired. And you're like, let's watch, you know, what we do in the shadows. And I'm like, oh, baby, sure. Yeah. And then you put it on and you're like, you know what? <laughs> let's watch something spooky. <laughs> you know, we just watched something a little spooky. You want to watch something spooky? Spook. Let me just put this on. Like dip your toes and in. And then next thing you know, we're watching Malignant. Well, that's, that's we watch like Conjuring first. That's predatory behavior. <laughs> We definitely, yeah. Well, well, that's our whole relationship. So that was point. your, you had a, you had a, what we do in the shadows break in between your double feature. Exactly. I think that's what it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. New season's great. We're going to have to talk about that on a feature. Yeah. But I'm so, I'm so glad that I watched Insidious first. I mean, obviously Conjuring 2, because that's like his most popular movie. But ha- seeing what he did with Insidious informs so much about Malignant because mm-hmm. it lets you know that this guy likes weird shit mm-hmm. yeah he likes things that like don't quite mm-hmm. mix together yeah but he finds these weird ways to kind of force them together mm-hmm. that's the thing there there are a lot of different styles of filmmaking even that are packed into the movie mm-hmm. um yeah because the way we start like i said earlier is early 2000s horror it's saw horror like it starts with video camera footage of a doctor like and some insane shit is going down mm-hmm. yeah gruesome um, shit. yeah and and then we cut to opening credits which by the way i love showing you credits in the beginning being like oh i dare you to suspend your disbelief you idiot yeah um showing you the credits the music is just straight up saw music it's just like it's that it's those really affected uh drums that are like yeah um and so that that rules that was very funny and then i would say the majority of this movie is not very weird Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not it doesn't get weird until there's maybe like 40 minutes left (laughs) well wait i would say first of all i enjoyed the fact that i didn't know anything about this so if Mm -hmm. you are one of those people just don't go listen to the it. pod anymore. Yeah, just on HBO Max. Here's get off of the yeah, pod. I was gonna, I, Lee. I'm glad that you said that because I was just about to go say away. before we say literally anything specifics is that it's James Wan and it's go. fucking worth your time. I don't even want to say anything else. Yeah. That it's worth your fucking time. And um, I w- did want to also talk one more spoiler free thought is Annabelle Wallace who plays the lead uh, Madison. Yeah, actress named Annabelle. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, part of the Conjuring universe. Um like she's so good like she has the the it factor of being you know it kind of becomes like a shitty trope of the like the girl in horror movies especially like the this is the same thing as we've seen in um invisible man most recently but like the gaslit girl who like everybody else like thinks that she's insane she's like i'm not insane these things are happening to like we've seen that done badly like a lot of times in very poor taste 
and she she fucking nails it. She okay. knows how to do it. I wasn't. I I couldn't decide how I felt about her. To I be think, honest, I think all the acting across the board is very odd because I, she. I'd see. I liked her because there's certain. It's her and one of the cops. Um, just like they know what kind of movie the male in. the male cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like everybody kind of knows what kind of movie they're in. The weird thing though is that like the movie. At first, I mean, we do get that crazy opening sequence, but the the entire like opening act is kind of standard stuff. Yeah, it's, obviously, it's a like scary it's very house. well executed. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's that's his bag in the early 2010s. Exactly, he, he does scary house. The 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 camera work is great. The lighting is gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. it has a a nice like look to it. But mm-hmm. in terms of like the story that's playing out it's like there's nothing super like out there about this and as far as the acting goes i think that i want to see it again but i think that like it's almost like he's trying to make it almost like a lifetime hallmark movie kind of vibe that gets infiltrated by a horror movie i don't no. know i get the vibe that there's so many scenes in this movie that he's like nodding to so many movies and the acting almost ties into that because in some points it's really real and they do break the fourth wall but then there's other times when they're a little corny kind of like a scream mm-hmm. you know where they kind of act the way that they self-aware. would and yeah it's yes. self-aware it's- in all these different ways from the opening scene to i want to actually nod to what drew said about the music in the opening credits Credits. I think credits in a way are their own kind of art form and oh, when they're when they're presented in a movie and how they're presented in a movie this actually tried to like set you up to think you're getting into this kind yeah, of movie you're yeah. getting into saw. I, wait, like, yeah, it's, it's really grainy footage of surgery yeah basically. and it's like and uh, like medical documents wait, like, that's not are we fully in spoilers now no. It's, okay. No. Why not? <laughs> no, we're this not. This is what I'm saying. It's so hard it's, to talk. About well, because just the about. very beginning of the movie is you're just watching a different movie than for, for yeah. most part what you see thereafter for the next hour or so. But of you've the all film. seen but, that movie. Yes. You've all seen that opening credit. If that was a movie, you've all seen that type of movie yeah. before. And you can cut, you can literally cut this movie up and say, oh, I've totally seen that in these three movies. I've totally seen that in these three movies. And like, it's nodding to that genre. You're right. You're totally right, too, about like exactly what you're saying, because whenever I was watching um, the first time, once we get into the there's something wrong with the house, get the fuck out of the house, girl, what are you doing? Like whenever we get into the first act of this movie, It reminded me of just like so many other films I've seen. A lot of them aren't very good, but they still are can execute the whole like the fear of like a oh my God, get out like that, like tension that you're feeling and like, why the fuck are you still staying in this house? Like that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And then it evolves beyond that. I mean, there is like more that James is trying to say here than just um, spooky man shows up into house. But well, the, the, the middle chunk of the movie is almost a tiny little bit of like a slasher movie mm-hmm. um, or, or or almost like a it's like a slasher movie. If the killings were like mixed with minority report where like you can. <laughs> no, I was going to say the, fin- it's like really like Fincher. I don't know. Like, like I was a, just feeling like seven, seven like yeah. all over this movie, like the fingerprints of the down to like the two cops like buddying around, but just kind of how like 
you know, the rainy Seattle backdrop and everything else like that. Like I was just getting kind of old 90s Fincher vibes from this. Or I mean, a lot of kind of like mystery cop drama vibes for a lot of this movie. So I I really just want to dig into spoilers. So let's. Yeah. Well, let me say before we dig into it, the reason that I want to dig into spoilers so bad is because the movies end, I think, is a whole lot better than the majority of the movie. Like way better. It it goes. There's an hour of the movie that I would call like decent. And then the end leaves an incredible taste in your mouth. Yeah. And you can argue that like, it, you know, it's all a lead up to that. So it's the reason why it leaves such a good taste in your mouth. I disagree. You can make the movie out of the black box like that's you know what I mean? You you can do that. He has the directing ability to do what he does in that third act. And he doesn't do it for two acts. And I think he could have. I think I, I think at the very least that turn should have come a lot earlier. I think it could have been for Dust Till Dawn. It could have been halfway through. I, I don't think it needed to be two acts. In I one wholeheartedly act. disagree because there's a there's something about the fact that it takes its time in the middle in like the middle that I was like, OK, finally, here's a. have I feel like a lot of horrors are like force feeding you next big scene after next big scene. And the fact that it opened up with this crazy, bizarre thing that you kind of forget about in the storytelling as soon as you introduce the the main characters and then you're learning her story and you're like, oh, my God, this is done. At least I felt this is done really, really well. Fuck, it's really taking its time. Like, it's really making me feel like on the edge of my seat. And it's not just jump scare after jump scare or it's not introducing this threat. And then the mystery of like, okay, well, then what the fuck are we actually looking for to then like big, big, big ending? Like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) Is my weed just hitting me now? Like, what's going on? And and I think I think it was slow build. I think even though he's trying to 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 tip his hat to all these different genres, he used it playfully in a way that like he elevated every single genre he was tipping his hat to. And if you everybody gets to pick what part of the movie was their favorite, but it equals like yeah. amazing all together. And also also there's so many like kind of what you're alluding to is like there's so many there's a whole brand of like C grade horror movies, like D grade mm-hmm. horror movies that are just like full schlock that they they made with like no money like movies that just end up at the bottom of the barrel in in a video store that like people who really love horror eat up they watch the shit out of these movies and the acting in all of these movies is terrible and i think that juan is probably one of those guys that like like you said wants to pay his level of respects to those kinds of movies right even something as legendary as like friday the 13th like that's a full-on schlock fest where every actor is like giving a really bad performance Mm -hmm. right so it's kind of like i i don't want this to sound like derogatory but like it's almost like he's trying to make a bad movie on purpose (laughs) a little bit you know it's 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 this weird balance where it's like he doesn't he still wants to make something that has like a sheen on it mm-hmm. right like that feels like it's like professionally made yeah but he also oh, wants it to be like a little it, jagged around the edges here's too. the thing is that i mean we're talking about i don't know if you guys have even seen the movie but like this mo- the third act of this movie i've seen done before it was done in a okay are we in spoilers now 
I'm going to spoil a 1973 movie for you guys. But uh, the ending of this movie has been done before. Like, that's not that idea of that twist isn't new. And as soon as I didn't even think about why I was in the movie because I was so wrapped up in it. I feel like I kind of come down somewhere in between you and Lee for where I'm falling, because I do think parts of the second act do drag a little bit. But I also think that the first act of this movie fucking rips. Yeah, the like, first act is cool. I think that that ripped so hard. And then whenever we get into um, kind of the cop drama and the whole like trying to figure out what's going on, I think that stuff is pretty well executed for the most part. I just think that you could have turned maybe 15 minutes out of this movie. I've, and that's that's all I would want. I wouldn't want to cut any more than that. Maybe get it down to an hour 45 instead of at two no, hours. I think that part of it is just to misdirect you, though. I think so. Yes. yes. I think that there's that, I think there's a purpose behind yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I So that's like a charitable way to look at it, I think. Like you, if you want to look at it that way, that's very positive. Uh, James Wan didn't write the original script to this movie. I'm not criticizing anything that James Wan did, if I'm honest. Like he obviously had a pass over the script. Visually, every part of this movie is incredible. He directed the fuck out of every shot. But I think the the way that the first couple acts come across is as like a really crummy version of scripts that he has had more of a hand on that have been better that we've all seen mm -hmm. so that's what bugs me is i'm like you have done this and i i don't know i sound like i didn't like this movie i really did enjoy it and i like as a whole i left the theater like mouth open like i was like holy fuck that was like a blast uh I just I was sort of bugged by that. I not it's also, you know, you could look at the casting or like the acting choices of these actors as like, oh yeah, he wants it to be corn. These are also like not famous actors right. who might just not be very good at acting. Um yeah, it, and in it, fact are probably not. I that think, makes me think like is is that an intentional choice to cast these specific people? Yeah, it's not like he didn't have his option. It's James fucking Wan. He could have gotten bigger people yeah, if he or wanted to. That, I think that that is actually or is it a that conscious people read choice. the script and they were like, "Get me the fuck well, away from yeah. me." Well, I think it's more he had forty million dollars and he chose to use it on direction instead right. of acting. But also, if you put a movie star, like if mm -hmm. we were just Lee and I were just talking about this earlier, like if you put like an Amy Adams leading this movie, you go into it with a certain or. Elizabeth Moss. If you put Elizabeth Moss in this lead. Yeah, you 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 there's all of this baggage that you would bring into mm. it that you would interpret the movie in a completely different way that it it would be a harder ask for you to buy into what this movie does. I so I think that's very important that the, especially the lead actress is a completely unknown person because we aren't exactly what you're saying or that we cannot project our preconceived notions of this person before going into this film. I mean, Annabelle Wallace hasn't really. She's like she's, she's British. in she's the been mummy on, movie. She's, she's been on British shows. She was ironically she was in Annabelle wow. um, <laughs> as like a bit role. She was in like she was in a bunch of bit parts and things but like this is her first this is her breakthrough performance and i i i really liked what she was bringing okay. i think that she is the right final thoughts before we spoil the hell out of this movie okay. i just want to say it's so cool i know it's, it's really so cool weird. he does it's brilliantly directed and it will scare you a lot like it, it, james wan is really good at jump scares like done in a tasteful way because i always say this 
people like to just be like, oh, jump scares. No, jump scares are like half of every horror yeah. movie, not just the bad ones. Yeah. If jump you scares go to, are all over every horror movie. If you go Sorry. to a haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. it's all jump scares. So he's really good at those conventions. He's really good uh, if it's like a tense, quiet scene in the house. In the background of every shot, there are going to be like three different things that look like a human figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's good at that type Dude, of like in, really in the, base horror shit. In The Conjuring, that is yeah good everywhere yeah Yeah. like this house in uh, malignant just happened to have the widest banister with like the most (laughs) human head shaped top to it you've ever seen in your life man it was like put on top of the banister and that was in the the production team bravo to you guys for that yeah Um, so that it's so much of this is excellently done i just i had script problems and that's you know Juan isn't the primary writer here it's not a perfect movie but it's so different that Mm -hmm. like Look, like we watch a lot of movies and at a certain point, it is very, very rare to be like wowed and and like shocked by a movie. Yeah. Right. Like it feels amazing to be surprised by a movie. And well, it's one of those things where it's like, how many movies on Letterboxd do you just give four stars to? Because you're like, ah, oh, this was like good. I respected it. I'm never going to think about it again. Yeah. Four stars. Yeah. This like is, this is something that like I fucking enjoyed the hell out of I'm buying this Blu-ray whenever it comes out. Like I, I love this movie. Yeah. It, it's very fun. And audiences are having a hard time with it. I, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, negative takes because it is it leaves you perplexed. It's just like the third act takes a turn and it sounds like all four of us bought that turn. Oh, I loved but, it well, so much. I think I, think I would feel kind of off if I went into it after watching the trailer expecting something that the trailer fed me to believe it was but because I went in raw I was like everything was a shock to me yeah, like I had moment. I didn't anticipate so many things that after we watched it we watched the trailer and I was like oh my god thank god I didn't watch this trailer before because so many of the things that hit me hit me because I had no idea right. they were coming but the trailer just it's on the nose yeah, so let's let's talk about some of those things. So last yeah. chance, go watch the movie. We're gonna spoil it. Malignant. Spoilers now. Yeah. So I think a big reason the audiences don't like it actually doesn't have to do with the ending. I think it's because uh whether or not like it's it's intentional camp or not they are spending a large part of this movie thinking that they're watching a very normal horror movie. Yeah, like The Conjuring or Insidious. Yeah, but worse. Right. In my mind, like it's it's objectively, I think, way worse written. Like there are a lot of lines that are just like, like you said, like if they're camp, then that makes more sense because they're just bad. Dude, it they, is there's a hundred percent. Like it's so camp. I'm thinking of one scene specifically at the very end, and this is jumping way ahead and we'll go back from here. But where... Um, Gabriel gets locked up and they're in like a mental prison and it's all black and she shuts the bars oh, it's like yeah. no more for you. That's why it's like <laughs> See no, that's when it goes like so full. campy. That's like, like it, an, well but the most of the movie doesn't look anything like that. But feel is, like that. But I that's just the most clear cut example where it's just like James Wan knows exactly what he's making by doing this. He's embracing all the conventions. Look at literally every scene between um, Kyoka and Regina, the two cops, is like he's doing a cop bit. It's a parrot. Like he's par- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's satirizing I know. these police officers. I, I get that. I just, movies. I felt at times it, it played really, really close to what just like a bad script would read like. 
right. to the point that like it was tough to be like oh this is hilarious because i was you could just turn on law and order and watch this scene right that's did, fair did the movie actually do bad or is covid just so bad right now that it's, it's wrecking everything and it's, we shouldn't judge this movie's d- debut it's not doing great even it, it, it should have been even with covid it should be doing better better to, because yeah. of what because all the other movies are doing no, but what's more? the rating if it's not box movies. office what's the rating since it was it's, well it's box office too. but if you adjust the box office and you look at all the other movies that are out it's doing worse than what it should be doing. especially because horror movies have been one thing that's i mean look at it's quiet like, place like that was like an early thing audience it yeah i mean even if you're looking at which it i don't necessarily good. agree with these metrics but like 76 percent rotten tomatoes 50 percent on metacritic mm. it's not not the best reception to it it's no ma it's no ma no ma with a hundred still has a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes it's crazy so let's let's kind of go through <laughs> the big moments here so like we mentioned before the opening third of the movie is like you know your standard james the Wong. opening scene of this movie yeah. is like i like sat it's down like, the theater like i was like what what am i watching i know right now, i got man. so stoked by that i was like oh fuck yeah baby just like <laughs> time to cut out the cancer well i think it's beautiful because that scene is immediately forgotten because the pace of the movie completely shifts after the credits yeah. but you still have little moments where you're like oh wait what was that fucking beginning scene yeah. you know yeah. like you're you're trying to follow this whole different storyline in this whole different world and then you're like but what the fuck was that first scene right. though mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's a hospital and it lingers with you and then we go to this woman with an abusive husband and again it's like this cartoony husband right like yeah. so i'm a douchebag that yeah, yeah that yeah. was like that was wild you keep you you think i'm gonna stand here and let you <laughs> i told, I told yeah. you i stopped drinking you walked in the room and i'm instantly my mad just because this, oh, you turned my off kid. my wrestling <laughs> my kids in your womb are dying so. oh my god speaking of which another thing i noticed about this movie that i think is true is i bet you because it's based on a short story that one of the two co-writers had already written and I would bet you that that was written a long ass time ago, or at least when they wrote it, they were not thinking 21st century because there is almost no 21st century in the movie. The TVs there, even like the TVs are somehow like 10 years outdated. Um, but beyond that, like there's, you know, they use smartphones, they're on iPhones, but technology plays no role in this fucking movie beyond like lights, right? <laughs> like, absolutely zero it might as well be set in any era in the 20th century the the other thing is like gabriel communicates through like analog yeah wait it, we haven't we haven't disclosed that yet we're in spoilers yeah we're in yeah spoilers. but you got to work your way up um, you're spoiling the spoiler are you are you telling ernie how to run his podcast yes with, <laughs> all right, go well, back all right, rewind well, okay the so, dog just farted i'm sorry yeah, i know everybody. it's, it's, it's crazy. So really um, yeah the door's like, like cracked broccoli it's burnt broccoli anyway mm. let's tell this story so she's having these miscarriages right it alludes to the fact that she's pregnant she comes home the boyfriend's a douchebag 
instantly irritated with her. Instantly bashes her brain. Yeah, just like the, instantly you know, criticizes. It's the, your fault that this baby keeps dying. Yes. I keep forming an attachment and then you're killing the unborn child. So at first I was like already irritated with the movie. I was like, what is Ernest making me watch? This is so corny. No one says you're ki- you're killing my unborn children inside <laughs> of you. No one says that. So I instantly yeah. was like, this is bullshit. Yeah, well, just like, yeah, like the way she turns off this the movie. TV, he's like, hey, I was watching that. Yeah, like I was like, d- this is bad. where are we in terms you of know, self-awareness? I'm not sure. No, so there's another. OK, this is another thing where I, I knew where the movie was is it happens maybe like 20 minutes later when they're talking about like, hey, why are you so insistent on having a kid? And she's just like, I just want to have one blood relationship with something in yeah, my life. I'm like, no, here's one the says thing. That. I'm adopted. <laughs> I don't have a family. And it's the music is. It gets so intense in that moment. I was like, oh, James, fuck. Yeah, uh, that's, the, that's is, the moment that I was like, OK, this is that kind of movie yeah, I'm watching. Yeah. Got it. Okay. He knows exactly what kind of movie he's <laughs> making. It. Like he is not taking any studio notes or anything. He's making full on weirdo shit. Mm-hmm. And I know that it doesn't all work. Like, obviously it's tough to ride that line and it's tough to say like, okay, this stuff is intentionally bad versus like a parody of a certain kind of movie versus like just straight up bad. It's just, I don't know. It's it's hard to articulate. It, I don't need an hour of of homage to mids horror, right? Because it's not even an homage to awful horror. It's an homage to like just like throwaway horror. That's fine. But we get a lot. That's of, the issue. As we get into the second chunk of the movie, we get a lot of sequences that I think that are pretty interesting. Where she is like visually or like mentally yeah. connected no to well that's killer. where that's where it's good like that like he had 40 million dollars and he didn't spend it on actors right that effect is the unreal uh, it's, it's, so it's one of the coolest cool. effects i've ever seen in a horror movie and it's not like strictly a horror effect it's reminding me a whole lot of devs right, right. it's it's like the same honestly it's kind of better thing. than devs just oh, because it's money. like it's like psychedelic it's like a hallucination. It, it was extremely, extremely cool. Um, I like once the mystery actually starts being uh, aggressively pursued as opposed to just sort of like, huh, that was weird. Yeah. So I have another 20 minutes. <laughs> um, that's when I loved it. Like I, you know, I was into it and I couldn't 100% figure out exactly where we were going with Gabriel. Um, yeah. Which is a credit to the movie because like obviously it keeps you guessing very early on in the movie, you know, that uh, Gabriel and this chick like have something going on. Like they have, they have a bizarre connection. Um, I'm thinking, you know, obviously we're led to believe that Gabriel is a separate entity from her, but he looks a lot like her. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it. So the unfolding of that as a mystery, I have no problems with that pacing. I just have problems with the movie's pacing. Uh, in the first half yeah so we get we get these moments where essentially the the gabriel entity is stalking this woman and eventually captures her and takes her back to his lair which i love a good lair Mm -hmm. give me layers in your movies great attic lair yeah Yeah. um under it we need more attic layers that's the thing is it's like it's not Oh, were you guys wet and cave like <laughs> so so um 
the real maternal mother in this she is leading a basically the a ghost tour <laughs> so here's the thing oh my God, did yes. you i didn't like it when the guy says come shot yeah <laughs> i wanted i dude I, we would have been watching this together. I we would have. We I know. Been, I was like losing my mind. <laughs> just like you in a theater by yourself, just losing your mind. Does, does, Do so, any of these fuckers? Does, does Gabriel ever blast out of the fucking wall? <laughs> <laughs> just blow big old cum shot. It took me so. I'm much trying to make this the effort. worst day in anyone's job. <laughs> just want to know. Gabriel's saying that <laughs> as he's like kidnapping. <laughs> I did want to ask. So when you guys watched the movie, did you have to do like a double take? Because you were like, "Was that the main girl?" Yes. No, I literally thought it. Was I thought that her. it was, and then I was just like, "What?" Like I, I was very confused, and it was a good confusion because yeah, we just hard cut to like, yeah. A ghost and I was like, "Wait, I thought that Derek well, said that she was a nurse, but also yeah. like I couldn't hear anything he was saying because I wanted to punch that dude in the face so bad. So like, I don't know, maybe I misheard." I something well, that's I mean, that's obviously good casting on the part, you know, because it's her mother. Yeah. But also just identical here's, hair. Well, here's the thing on top of that. Um, I don't I don't know if this is this happens in the first scene with the mother, but later on and this skipping ahead, we'll we'll go back. But when the mother breaks out of the constraints in the attic and she like lands on the ground, there is a shot where it is the daughter. There is a quick shot where it is not the mother like they use they use Annabelle in that shot. So maybe they do that earlier on, too. Interesting. Um, because, I, yeah, I was fascinated by that because it doesn't necessarily speak toward any broader themes, if we're honest, unless they're trying to they're trying to tease you with the fact that she is the biological mother. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I took it as. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's one of those things, but it's so early on. It's before we even like our Annabelle is, um, what's her name? Madison is the character's name. Um, before she it's starts Emily like, Ray. <laughs> before she starts like, uh, like Pacific Rim drifting with, uh, Riff, Rift, Rifting, Drifting. Drifting. It's where they they become one. Before she starts drifting with um Gabriel. Um, Tokyo drifting? Yeah. Before she starts Tokyo drifting with Gabriel. And like it's very, very early on in the movie. So it's like, what so who is this guy killing? Like, what are his motives? Yeah, What's we going yeah, we there? have no clue why he's got this lady. Yeah. No fucking idea. Um, there's not even a hint. I will say, uh, her one scene where she actually has lines, I thought she was probably the best actress in the movie. The mom? Yeah. yeah she's uh, like really leading good. that ghost tour, I was like, oh, this Ooh, is like on the money yeah. actress. Like, yeah. this is really good. And, and just good. the, the there's, spookiness of there's, that like, whole scene. The first act is really carried by just James Wan just being like, yeah, I'm the best at doing conventional horror. Yeah. Like, from the break-in that we see at the very beginning where, I mean, just perfectly like combination of the way that it's lit in the scene and then post full, full post production Gabriel. yeah where it's just he's just a black entity yeah. like you cannot see a face you cannot see anything it like, was a nod to the grudge the grudge yes yeah it's yeah. it's early 2000s it's, just there are a billion movies with the long hair freakiness but it's just it's so so well done from that and then going down into the basement of old seattle or whatever it's just really fucking well done horror shit like that's kind of what carries the first half of this movie is just shit like that James on being like yeah I'm the best nobody but else can do it like she's me. having these weird dreams where she's seeing people get murdered and then she has this weird psychological tie to this murderer yeah, she's drifting and so it's it's pretty cool because it's like okay does she have some magical power like where is this movie trying to go 
And I think, um, so she gets home from the hospital. My favorites, my favorite two scenes, um, the scene where she's looking out the window and there's like this fog Yes. and it, the fog is moving and there's a one light I, and you're just staring at the fog and you're like, okay, this is when something's going to come out and it didn't come and the fog's still moving. And then it shows her face and she's just absolutely frozen, just in fear. And then you see something, but you can't right quite see it. It's just like, it took its fucking time. And then finally, when that fucking dark blob puts his foot on the sidewalk, you're like, Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. And then yeah. that's when the music's like, I will say though, like you have a experience where your husband gets murdered by a dark entity and then you just go back hey, to that house. No, that's what I'm saying is it has the same thing where you're just like, get the fuck out well, of that house. See, you mean, but that ends up being excusable because fuck, she's got this fucking freak in the back of yeah. her head. Well, I mean, <laughs> first of all, the housing market is really hard right, right yeah, now. Especially in Seattle. Like, believe me, me and Guy have looked at, have looked at houses yeah. in the Northwest. That's my it's, favorite it's, thing about Insidious, by the way, is that they actually do get out of the house <laughs> and it does it doesn't yeah, yeah. yeah um they're still fun yeah i i so i ended up not being bugged by any choice that she made because she clearly is is deeply her fucking head's bleeding even if you don't know about gabriel or she is yeah you're like she's she has a, she fuck, has a traumatic dude. brain injury <laughs> yeah. and they're just letting her walk around yeah, she's a nurse yeah and she's like no I'm fine. the the character whose actions i could not excuse were the sister she is so absolutely stupid in every single yeah. scene in this fucking movie um she, i felt the same and i felt like they threw away a lot of scenes with her they did they could have really used and i don't know if they were doing it to just like tiptoe for the sequel you know she just like barrels her way into this like she's not good enough as an actor this like this Mm. like hospital where i'm like okay this is where shit's gonna go down and she just goes in she goes like hey i'm here i'm gonna that's such a fake out i'm gonna in in a few hours it's a fake out it's also the worst plan I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah I bet they like keep all their paper records. Yeah, I'm gonna there. go there by myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she gets in spooky. Not a not a little ounce, not a thread of civilization she, she anywhere else. She, like, she parks her Prius at a foggy cliff. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's like a castle. It's like yeah. a castle, a castle on a... overlooking just huh. the most epic water but crashing. Like, but like, how many times have you seen that in a in another it horror looks, where you're like, cool this is fuck. so corny? Yeah, you're, but you but you you right that we are thinking oh this is where it goes fun house mode like she's about to get killed straight up and then she doesn't which i did think was fun like i did kind of like that she doesn't get like fucked with but now that i'm thinking about it with you guys right now maybe that's because even though i want to hope that the next sequel is going to be all the other twisted stories that are in those boxes in that fucking that's a whole franchise i I would hope that that would that (laughs) that would be what it would be but i think maybe what it is is it's supposed to nod to like you might think that there's some crazy killer, but the crazy killer you're thinking of isn't the crazy killer that it actually is. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, and you guys can correct me or if I'm... she would have died. Correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but uh, Gabriel is still alive. <clears throat> like, yeah. she's just controlling. Well, him. no, she has a Gabriel that, like, regrew in the back of her head. Yeah. But then most of Gabriel is an entirely different physical thing that was cut off of her. But it's just lifeless limbs. And so. took control of a mental hospital. Gabriel was his own guy when he did that. Oh, in the no, no, no. Scene, he wasn't. Right? It was a part of her. That, oh, that was her. That was, was supposed to allude it's, to the right before they cut it out of her. Right. Yeah, that's, cut the cancer out was 
it was it, he was thriving this. in her yeah. and then they had to cut it out because it was a murder i it think that's everybody. what makes it a great twist is that like it does make sense in hindsight of i mean the only thing that's very extremely extremely supernatural is like that he feeds off of the energy of yeah. uh, the like fetuses. electronics and stuff like that no 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 not even the fetuses and stuff like that yeah, like he, has, can, he controls the, the power grid. yeah he controls the, <laughs> yeah, that's the only like weird superpower that gabriel no, has but otherwise as like one does <laughs> but i mean you guys can do that that's as far as like horror logic goes like the fact that gabriel has been like eating the unborn fetuses inside of her so that she so that it can regain power that, like, that was cool sure tell. why not yeah um, fuck yeah really 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 wild that the dumb sister character figured that out on her own yeah, this is like was at a certain point was just like no longer worried about her clinically insane sister and was just yeah. like but if i could get this like if i could get this hot cop's number dude like, that's, a, that's a hot cop though. yeah he's yeah. fine you gotta admit he kind of looks like james Wan. Right. he does kind of look like james one definitely was just like can i find like a slightly hotter version of myself <laughs> well but in this movie? Get, here's the thing guess what um He's got options in this movie, Mr. Hot. Everybody because clamoring. yeah, because there's this throwaway uh, like forensics character yeah. who is super into him and is supposedly there for humor isn't funny um yeah <laughs> not funny at all but uh she is and an she, ncis character and she's like very attractive like extremely attractive in her own right would have dudes all over her in real life and the whole time she's like but here's Mr. the thing Detective, is, uh, let me fuck here's you. the thing she has glasses yeah i know so she's it, it not like so... the other girl she has she has really like obnoxiously glasses. large glasses yeah but we've she, all she's seen... in a fucking scooby-doo i think i think this might be the co writer of the movie no ingrid bisu i think i have a feeling that this is is that not her it's i'm gonna kill myself if that's her because <laughs> she was such not a good actress but i think she's like james wan's like uh wife yeah. well 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 james <laughs> that's why she didn't die <laughs> Well, let's just talk because did you guys see Gabriel being inside of her head? Absolutely not. I no. didn't see I that coming. See, I couldn't figure out the because there's obviously they're giving you this mishmash like they are. They have this psychological thing. Right. They look similar. Yeah. Um. It, like it, not not only are the cops led to believe that she is doing it for a good amount of the time. We're supposed to be like, OK, maybe she really is doing yeah. this shit. And like, well, the, the first twist is she's adopted and she has a mysterious past with this weird hospital yeah. before she was adopted. Uh -huh. And there may be a brother named Gabriel that's also associated but with that But here's the thing. Past. I thought it was a possession thing. I thought that we were getting a, she was like, I called him the devil, the devil. and everything. No. I thought we were just getting just a kind of a imaginary. I thought it was going to yeah. be that she was like a victim of some type of abuse and she had to go to this special school. And another little boy mm. who was like her stalker, who was like her own, his, she was his only friend. But as she grew up and got adopted, <laughs> she, she cut ties right. with him. And maybe he had to have some crazy surgery where he had to get his cancer cut out. I assume that he just went crazy and she had to mm. separate herself from him at a young age well, and didn't want to didn't want to tap into that past because she didn't want to remember him because he caused so much pain the day he murdered everyone. But, That's where I thought it was going. But also we saw Gabriel in scene one. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so I assume like, that was obscured, but yeah, yeah, but like that's not a human. Right. Yeah. Um, I assume that maybe she was a little girl. He was a weird freak of nature. She befriended him, even though he looked crazy. And then my friend Gabriel, he, she got adopted and totally moved on with her okay, life. I got you. And then he was like, so I you're, yeah, you're hate saying you, you at forgot the hospital, me. They became yeah. Homeless. yeah. I, I mean, you. I kind of, no, that makes I sense. was thinking that like while we were on, cause I was kind of going back and forth between like, this has to be a physical entity because right. we did see him, but I mean, it is starting to feel like maybe this is just all in her fucking head well, and she's like possessed and it's a demonic see, story, something even, like that. I think like like less than halfway through the movie, I already had it nailed down that Gabriel was her cancer. Like I knew that. I was like, okay, so Gabriel was a part of her. They cut like the cancer oh, you was did cut think out. That? Or, well, yeah. For some reason, like what, I what made you think it was her though? Um no, I thought that it, it might be her. the mom. No, I thought that, that, that it they, might be. The, what made you think that it, they cut something out of her? Once we find out that she was at the hospital. Um, because this surgeon is a reconstructive surgeon. So that means this girl had something like really fucked up about her that had to get turned yeah. into like a normal But never body. in a million years did you think I didn't, that it was her, her I, backwards. No, <laughs> no, I, I did think at one point, like, you know, maybe there was some kind of like a weird twin brother situation, like some kind of weird brother, like twin shit. Like there's some kind of weird connection, you know, mm -hmm. twin studies and stuff like that. Yeah. When... The video is shown. <laughs> I audibly in the theater. It was me and like two other people. One person in front of me, one person behind me. And I audibly like I couldn't control myself. I said, oh, what the fuck? Is yeah. Which video? Like I could not. That's, that's when, when, when you girl. see the pan around and the camera goes around, then you just see this fucking eraser head <laughs> looking baby just crawling see, around that's, the back of her body. That's the good shit, man. That is the good it's shit. It's so no. good. It, it rocks hard. And that I'm moment is it. like the moment that they say in that scene um we we gave gabriel a heavy set that's probably why you're tired i was like oh he's on the back of her fucking head <laughs> he's on the back it's like harry potter style yes Voldemort. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's on the back of that pitch's head but the it's better than harry potter because it's a practical effect like they actually yeah. attached a puppet to this yeah. little girl it's fun as hell around <laughs> <Yeah>. on the <laughs> back i definitely around. i definitely never it didn't really hit me until way way later it didn't it didn't hit me that that was on the back of her head That's, i don't know why yeah, i didn't I, me. Didn't, I didn't get the that either reveal, until i saw it the mom reveal was like a huge reveal for right. me i was like wait that's the mom right uh, uh, well here's another another big hint that i had the whole movie is i'm thinking that is the worst wig i've ever seen yeah. in my life yeah it, it's so big why and then this is exactly like there's no other way it's to execute hiding. it you I, have to give the, you have to give that actress a huge wig i just thought you know because i was so distracted by the dream sequences and by the like electronics being manipulated i just thought it was something so much more supernatural that it kind of took me off of like this could be some weird yeah. siamese twin thing well but. here's here's another uh here's why at least in my eyes that little motherfucker can control the power is they there's just one, only one shot of it but they use electroshock like treatment on him mm -hmm. on gabriel like they fucking shock his ass yeah yeah Think about it i have a question that's like your Are superhero your villain origin story right. like it gives him some weird you know because there's also never been a cancer twin hybrid to exist right. never and now he <laughs> is flowing with voltage i just have a question are we sure that he is controlling the electricity 
Yes. Or is it in okay. her head? He's yes. definitely talking I just wanna, through electronic who, who devices. Who else hears? All of oh, the electricity goes fully no, no, no. out in the police station the when police she's station. okay. Before, yeah, and, the and that's before she like comes to because yeah. they I had to find well, a way. Because for the most part, until we get to the police station, for the most part, it's just it's all scenes that revolve around Madison. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure like and are but we sure that that is they had but there are out. there are telepathy moments like the moment in the police station where she's sitting there and the phone rings the lights flicker and the phone rings and it's Gabriel on the phone yeah. to mm-hmm. the police officers like that's not only you know do we later find out that that's like her telepathically through the phone but also it's like that's a moment where the movie is trying to misdirect you like that's one of the things mm-hmm. i love about everything yeah, leading up that, to the oh reveal. then it is another physical entity exactly. it's definitely not her like, no i thought it was her but that that scene i thought oh it is her but she's telepathically being well, manipulated by this other entity like maybe gabriel is her imaginary friend remember they laid that yeah. on thick right that it's a controlling it's a cognitive her, yeah. it's a Satanic cognitive friend. thing inside yeah. of her brain that's controlling these things um a couple things yeah a couple things about her hospital life number one big uh, big props to dr weaver for keeping incredible video diaries of right. everything that happened you love yeah. to see in, that. in like 93 i want to know rocks. like can we see like the They're other on usbs like, <laughs> we see like the other like twenty thousand hours of footage of just like yeah, what, what else was happening at this hospital yeah um and then Second of all, just brutal that this poor family, ha- like they gave no information. They're like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll just take that morose just little lie. girl with bangs. <laughs> yeah. Don't adopt a kid with bangs. <laughs> you, know. you just don't do it. He, I will say, honestly, I think that the um, like the hypnotherapy sequence is one of my favorite scenes. So that movie. rocks. I, it's so fucking well it done. That just little girl it. is the best actress in the She's whole She's so good. Movie. Like, so fucking good at being a terrifying little girl. Like, maybe it is the hair is half of the battle, but just seeing, like, her, like, freaking out because somebody put a finger in the cake and ruined the cake and everything. <laughs> yeah. Standing it over just like, the And then being no, over the fetus. The that, that owned i that used to do so shit like good. that so on purpose cool. when i was a kid i was like i want people to think i'm a psycho you got yeah. a little blood coming out of like, the back of your head that to me <laughs> that to me is when i'm fully doubted in the movie because that's not even when things get fully crazy but once we get a decent amount of those like rift moments yeah once they start coming like every 10 minutes or so i'm like okay i'm <laughs> i'm shit. dialed in right because uh a it's like some of the best horror filmmaking i've seen in years um, the effect alone is just like, you know, it's worth a million bucks, literally, right. I'm sure. Uh, um, and then B, uh, it's fascinating and it's creative. Like they're creative. It it, it shows uh, in that scene, for example, it shows how Gabriel not only can just like show her what he's doing, how he u- used it to manipulate her into almost cutting open a pregnant woman's belly. Mm-hmm. It's like that's just like good horror writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very fun. Now, the thing that threw me off, because I think they they definitely laid that on so that you could be convinced of this later scene. But the scene that really pissed me off is they use that spin of her getting in trouble for his shittiness later after the reveal of the phone call Mm -hmm. and the telepathic. That kind of threw me off because I'm like, if I just talked to another voice and her lips weren't moving... I now don't think she's a threat, but they still put her in the jail. And then she had that freak out where she's like, it wasn't me. It was him. It wasn't me. It was him. And I was like, 
okay, well, why are they still blaming her? Why are they still putting her in the jail? I was confused. Yeah. And then the jail fight scene happened. Well, here's the thing. It plays, it kind of plays <laughs> oh, with the thing because you're watching the movie and you're just like, oh, we're really doing the thing where it's like the stupid cops, like the proof is right there in front of them and yeah. they're yeah. still going to keep arresting this one woman. The fell from the ceiling of her house. Yeah. Like that happened. And the well, woman that's, they were But that's what for. made them want to take her to the jail. I know, like, I'm you're saying. a psycho. But then she's like this. And then the phone's ringing <laughs> and her eye is bugging out and she's having a mini seizure. And then they pick up the phone and a male's voice is on. The and they're phone. like, we're still going to lock you up. We're still going to lock That's you up. Thing. You're watching it and you're like, God damn it. This is like they're doing the stupid cop thing that is always that, in well, this. They ended up they were doing the right thing. They did the, <laughs> no, the smartest thing that you could have done in that situation. Like, yeah. we, don't, like, we don't trust any of this. We're that is lock this bitch that is the way I couldn't enjoy like like early second act the cops because they I don't think that they did one ounce of like actual investigating hey that guy he asked to have a photo aged up of the little girl yeah, yeah that was weird <laughs> that photo looked exactly like her yeah. as an adult Dude, there's so many like, apps he's like whoa there's so many apps on your iphone that can do that you can just, just upload yeah, up that video uh, that, you, that was 30 years that was that say, was fucking bad man i was impressed by the tasteful gore I mm -hmm. thought when they were mur they were picking off the doctors one by one. I thought, okay, yeah. this is the level of gore that I like. It had it had. I, I, this is another scene you guys are probably going to hate my guts because it sounds like you wish the pacing was a lot faster. But like the, the I think it was the third doctor, the, the guy old the guy who's getting ready to take a shower and he's really taking his time. You watch him for like a solid five uh. minutes take off his clothes. He's like looking in the mirror. He's mm -hmm. looking around. And I'm just like. You get lost in just looking at the stillness and of the color de details of that scene. And then the curtain is just blowing mm -hmm. at this rhythm, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. that this perfect the rhythm the whole the time. And as the curtain's moving, the whole scene, he goes into the bathroom and the camera stops moving. And you're just watching the fucking curtain and then he's in the bathroom and you're like why is the camera stopping and mm -hmm. then the curtain's still moving and then in like the 20th movement of this curtain getting out of the way Boom. there's a fucking character just standing there <laughs> and i'm like this is what i've been no good. waiting for yeah. is like this level of suspense of like that just put shocks through my well, whole body because i didn't anticipate see it. that's not at all like that's just good filmmaking i have no that's not what i'm talking about when i talk about issues with this movie but people aren't given money to do that type of shit they're like pump out the gore pump out the scares let's no, go I know. you um, know the the pacing problems I'm talking about are in scenes when people talk and you just described an entire scene where there are no lines, yeah, which is why it's so true. good because the lines are the problem that I have with the movie. I, yeah. I do love all of those. Like that's what I was talking about earlier, how it kind of becomes like a slasher movie mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, how these people are getting picked off. I was going to ask you guys, what was your favorite death? Is that yours, Lee? Well, I, if we're going to look at the whole movie, yeah, it's favorite the, death. the entire third act essentially becomes like an action movie mm -hmm. that's my shit right there like the, the start where it starts with the jail jail fight yeah the jail and then the police station like that's good shit and that's only james Wan. 
they would never let anybody That's, else man. turn their horror movie mm-hmm. into an action movie at the third act. I think that the death of the boyfriend was my favorite. Yeah. At the beginning? One, that one rips. Because I was like, oh, so f- oh, whoa. I, okay. Whoa. I love that the was hotel. Really good. I love the whole hotel scene. Another scene with just no dialogue whatsoever, but just rainy with the neon red lights coming in on the hotel room is he even at a hotel or is it just where he lives i mean it look it's like an apartment but it mm. like it looks like a hotel yeah set of um the, i i really love that so too that was a great where you little just scene think like oh he's gonna sneak in through the window okay yeah oh no he's in the closet the closet's like way too fucking dark no. there's never been that black of a closet in history i know okay nope it's not there no okay. that and that will that scene and scenes like that like the other one you just described yeah uh, are so so similar to Invisible Man, mm-hmm. yes. where, where you're yes. just yeah. like you're sitting there and you you just want to fucking jump because yeah. you're like the just fucking time. do it already! Yeah. already. Yeah. Oh my god, do it! You're but just, see, it's so it's tense. it's fucking with your senses. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, dark corner. Let's go ahead and put this spooky ass curtain. Okay, let's go ahead and put some fog with one light. You know, it's like just let's just play with all of the toys and then mm-hmm. wait, make you want it make you cry for it right Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's the same thing that he did with his other movies with conjuring specifically like just really pacing it nice and slow so let's let's get into the the craziness of the final few minutes of this movie wait can we do the can we do the jail scene yeah that's what i'm saying yeah and also even before that we get a splash of action maybe 15 minutes earlier because the cop sees uh, the chase, oh, yeah, the chase scene. scene, dude, that was so dope. Yeah. Yeah. And the Great whole fog. Well, and in yeah. retrospect, now you're thinking there that character was moving strangely so fast. And now, if you watch it again, they're moving backwards. Yeah, yeah. like that's <laughs> they, that's insane. They're moving yeah. tenant. They're moving yeah, tenant. but then I'm like, wait, I'm like, <laughs> she's still she's still in trouble after he. They were with her in the scene yeah, before and they it. saw a different entity presumably yeah moving like, so fast because think- yeah because that's the thing maybe they cut out a scene where these that detective is saying to the other one like that was not that woman that thing was superhumanly strong and fast maybe it was like a man who's like insanely strong but this is just like a regular lady yeah. like it, it can't be her but we just didn't get any uh discussion of that mm. uh, you know he doesn't describe what he saw in any way basically mm-hmm. but he saw some there, like he's jumping like like three flights at a time down fire escape. Oh, you guys, you guys, have you guys, you guys, you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever seen the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where there's a manhunt that yeah, uh, manhunters that's where they're trying to hunt cricket, but cricket oh, just got yeah. like a mechanical leg, and so he just like jumps on top of like a truck <laughs> and then just like dives off some stairs and everything. And Dennis and Mac are just like, "Yep, we're not doing that. That was the most insane shit I've ever seen. Yeah. You want to go get another beer?" Like, <laughs> you guys can't forget that they reveal his face. Yeah, they reveal Gabriel. Gabriel's yeah, face yeah. early on, and she tries yeah. to draw a picture of it. Pretty hot, I'll say. Yeah, honestly, dummy yeah. flick. Really? Also, hey, <laughs> you know who you know who deserves a, a raise is the police sketch artist because they, yeah. they did a hell of a job. <laughs> but yeah, that looks like that's uh, it, yeah. and that, that, that man, looks like a that, mock-up. Of that the man character. got fired because he's like no human <laughs> being no on earth yeah, has ever looked like this. So, so that really threw us all for a loop. I think because they basically show the face, it's like okay, there's no way that's her. Right. Yeah, unless know? it's or like is she unless it's her imagination, yes. coming, you know, manifesting a weird version of her. Mm-hmm. So that that chase sequence, though, like that's, again, James Wan, like just going off because they're running through like the 
Universal Studios backlog. Yeah, it's well, silly. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. Now, I, yeah, <laughs> I have to say, it's the whole time Ernest is going, this guy's stupid. This guy's stupid as fuck. Yeah, the Why cop. are you going alone? We all With thought no he was going to get murked. Yeah. And I will say that she was running way faster than him and he always caught up. Right. I think that's like an applaud to like all the Halloween movies mm-hmm. and stuff where you see you someone ripping it and then Michael's ripping it and he's just walking and he always catches up yeah. after like cutting one corner. Yeah. A you know, close. a tortoise in the I hair. Will say, <laughs> I could have used somebody. I could have used him dying there. Yeah, like, I, thought I, really he was liked, I really liked him. I, I could have bet him. money on it. Kill the guy. We... <laughs> I don't what like do we, what do we gain from gets, him living? So yeah, he, nothing. He doesn't like he maybe is alive at the end of the movie. He might be a dead. A little Who bit knows? of funny. Um, they had a little comedy in the police sequence. He like almost got dies. Shot. So, he gets shot. Though, somebody can on. die there. Like he's he, shot on the shoulder. Like, yeah. I guess we can't lose the sister because, you know, we get to have the chosen family moment at the end. But like mm-hmm. we could lose one or well, two. See, that's what guess. I'm talking about with the script. It 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 didn't pass like the vestigial appendage test where it just it feels like parts of the script were from a version that had other scenes yeah i have because that the, can, the idea that he lives he sees all that shit and then he doesn't have one line about it is it that means that something like happened to the script i, I hated that weapon I hated the weapon. And like the little oh, the the converted trophy. trophy. <laughs> I hated I the weapon. I thought that was so cool. He's like sharpening it in the layer. Yeah. I hated the weapon and I hated that there wasn't some cool layer somewhere else other than in the house because where the that fuck do you sense. have a fan you like that? You need multiple layers? Well, here's the thing. No, like, no, no, because wise. where that's do you see house. a fan like that in what house? What mid-century house <laughs> has that, a That house is from ad- like the 1200s. And, <laughs> and, and like if there was a murder in the house, you're not going to check every room including the attic no first. Look, at a certain like, point you just have to go with it like this is just one of those movies where, like if you start picking apart some of these things like yeah you're like it completely falls apart yeah yeah, yeah. that murder weapon though bad, I like the, I like the murder weapon i like i it. enjoyed it it's silly it's so good yeah. it, so it at least needed a scene where the doctor that you know, I know they're trying to make it personal to the doctor who made the call to cut Gabriel out of her, but they needed a scene where she like right when she's getting murdered with this thing, she gets a flashback of when she was given the award or something to make it sentimental. Otherwise, it was just like a very corny, golden, giant dick. What do you weapon. want her to use? I mean, it didn't Him. build it didn't build the why behind the weapon. It just made this really corny looking weapon. Oh, no, he's like, he's pissed at the like surgeon it. because it, she So then she ta- he takes the surgery trophy saying like, oh, you're such a good so surgeon. It was so weird. It was like so it. weird. I, I was like, I need something more to feel the the important because they kept doing close up shots of the weapon. I do like, the thing, like, <laughs> are, like there, are there any like trophies like that? that are like that sharp that you could just like murder someone? Well, no, like he like crap crafted it in the attic like he like he was like blacksmith like, yeah, i know but it, like he crafted awesome. it to make it into like a blade but it was already had a sharp ass point on yeah. it like because he killed her to begin with before he sharpened yeah. it fashioned it into like an actual she weapon. won she won the golden scalpel award yes yeah, so. <laughs> i think that was just like another there's probably some movies out there that we either have seen or haven't seen where he's like 
I'm going to take a little piece of that. I'm going to take a little piece of that. I mean, that's that's just taking from that to me was like a good camp in my eyes. I was like, that is that is silly in a fun way. It's just stupid. I alluded to it in pre spoilers. This is a movie I will say uh, for full context. I have not seen this movie, but the whole uh, conjoined twins thing is something that's been done in horror movies before. It's in a movie called Sisters by Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally this same exact ending is something that's even been done. So talking and it's about... it's a twist in that movie yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just again, just picking from something else. Um, can I just say that for the third time this year, missed opportunity to cut to credits and then play Rina Sawayama's Chosen Family? Oh, with F9. Just please, well, come on. what like, I want to say... Somebody put this in there. Is the one thing I thought that was particularly unique was the backwards fighting. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. In is the that, jail. that that was my favorite part. That is like incredible direction. Do you think James Wan saw Tenet was like a little bit pissed? He's like, I fucking shot this movie first. No, he's like, like I can do this. Do you, do you think he saw he Parasite and had to change his title? Uh-huh. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, no. no, yeah. Uh, I like malignant. Just because it makes you think about cancer. like, yeah, tumor. The, the backwards direction just owens hard like that that's cool as shit i think it might be better than um it's a good mix of practical and digital because at all times they have to consider all right are we going to use the real uh lady's head on the back or are we actually going to shoot her is she stationary enough that we can actually just shoot her and have her move backwards um i think a lot of it is just a prop face yeah no there there are a lot of shots where it's very clearly not her head and not in an obnoxious way just like it's a it's an effect you know know what it was like moving because like the way that that body moves it's like moving forward but like not like a normal body i would love to see other shots that's what i'm saying there's a lot of shot selection stuff where like a, a good amount of the time they're definitely using someone moving forward in a weird way um because this character is like you know obviously on purpose cloaked in clothing so you can do that and then uh a lot of the other times it's genuinely someone just like well whenever that whenever they're not dead sprinting it's someone moving backward but if if they're running they're running forward you can't you're not getting someone to run backwards like that even before the actual fighting starts like Every beat leading up to that is just gold because you're cutting between the VHS footage of her as a little girl with the guy on her back, that whole reveal with her in the in the jail. Mm -hmm. And then once, you know, we know that, you know, this situation is going on with the little girl with Mm -hmm. the past her, Mm -hmm. then we get a nice drawn out moment. Of her, like essentially transforming into mm. Gabriel, mm. which was incredible. Yeah, it's like a whole minute, and, yeah. and you're just like, Fuck I got to draw it yes. out. Bravo. It's so gross. Every <sighs> limb, every so everything I've just, ever wanted, just cracking like. So yeah, much. I love my one of my favorite movies of all time is Aliens. Mm-hmm. and alien but just ripping off those little baby arms off the back of her head and showing the animatronics and then cutting yes. through the skin and seeing the spritz of weird gunk brain Oof. spritzing out so that's good. that's the shit i'm looking for mm-hmm. man and then obviously she starts wrecking shit oh wait we didn't talk about when finally gabriel starts to talk a little bit out of the back of her yeah, head and she she's freaking out yeah just and she rips just rips her rips. fucking skull i open. think that was a real of like course. a real prosthetic that mm-hmm. ripped open so well and it was so effective and then i i just i'm, I'm, I'm looking at it on on hbo I, max right now it is it is absolute 
perfection. I transcended into my version of Gabriel. So the the one main woman in the jail cell, the lady with the mullet that uh, hated all those characters when when oh my she, god yeah i could talk I for 20 minutes about the women in that jail cell what is going on why <laughs> there's one like 70s pimp in there yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm happening? like and then there's like an 80s uh like cool bar lesbian yeah, i, I like, love it it's amazing it's so cool. no it's just it speaks to, toward like the homage but it's just it's a little bit of whiplash because we just go to the 80s like out of nowhere yeah so this woman the one that gets the close-up of like what the fuck the reaction of gabriel coming out this is zoe bell no look at her <gasps> that's my of boo death proof fame damn Whoa, she did what? so good oh my god yeah look at her but i don't know why they chose these characters like first of all none of them really look like they're supposed to be it in just, the jail it's, it's just it, another, it becomes it's a, i think it just becomes an 80s movie and for yeah. and you just have to sort of be like all right because also the lines they're saying are, are from an 80s movie they're because they're yeah. so like, bad yeah oh you oh, get lost yes. on your way to the prom yeah like a yeah. pollyanna <laughs> our boy our boy <laughs> gabriel oh look at oh my his grand yeah. entrance that is that's the best you can't so say cool. that that's so not cool amazing. yeah that's the coolest amazing. uh that's some of the coolest horror I've there's ever my seen Halloween in my life. Costume. Straight up, that's the, that's the thing with this movie. Like you were saying earlier, there's so many movies that you just give like a four stars on Letterbox. The I prefer a movie like this where there are parts that I'm out on, but then there are parts that are easily are just like transcendent. Yeah, some some sequences in this movie are the best horror direction I've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it up there with anybody. I mean, I I was completely floored by the last 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, like just fully because it's not even it's like not even just horror. Like you said, it's action and the very very end becomes it almost has the vibe of like when she puts gabriel in her mind prison it that's like the 1984 like apple commercial like it's like soft lenses and fog and like uplifting yeah and like her voice has reverb on it like it's it's so wild and she's speaking in a way this is actually a great acting slash directing choice she's talking in a way that she has not talked at all in the whole movie yeah she's over enunciating almost like an old actress like she's saying like now i know all your tricks gabriel yeah didn't you forget we have the same mind yeah. like next it's time so i'll be silly prepared. it's yeah. so silly um speaking of which post this movie i'm very sorry to her to emily ray things are not gonna go well for her she's gonna tell these cops oh don't worry i put him in my mind jail they are going to <laughs> yeah. shoot her in the fucking head yeah. here's the thing destroyed an entire yeah, no no, no. gabriel's gone i put well, him in my mind jail let's go back to the very beginning here um like this cop if you're just like oh there's a demonic entity that's controlling all the power at this hospital and just murdered several security guards i think that you just go ahead and just cut take the l and kill this small (laughs) child you're gonna want to you're just gonna go ahead and kill that little girl i'm sorry little girl but it's not gonna work out well for you it's only gonna get worse now that she's an adult like she's so fucked i do i do have to say i don't understand the theory of Let's just cut off its arms and just like a little tiny piece yeah, we'll just of like it. Cram it in just, there. Cr- just let's just push it, push it push in. Push it down. She and we'll won, just sew. We'll just sew it random. They she a won brain. a golden scalpel. Yeah. For how many that. warts do you have, Lee? <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what I would actually do. watching that. I was like, oh shit, that explains something that might be going on with me. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just have so many questions about the semantics of like how this works. <laughs> like so did they just cut off like all like did they leave yeah. the head 
head. Don't think about it. Completely on there. And then just like push it in. And then and then just... because of her age in that scene, she got adopted like right away. Like there was no yeah, like the next the week. next week she was <laughs> yeah, like, like oh she's great such a good kid so yeah. well mannered she's so they're great like, hey, we we just shut down we this hospital her. and we have all these extra kids yeah <laughs> like, we we're doing a remodeling um they're like also, what's happening back there her. and they're like having a funeral for yeah. all the people who Gabriel <laughs> murdered really the I mean it's like you said you just have to not think about it because also like this girl is she not spending her whole life with the worst scars ever oh, all over her back so true yeah like Se- second. Uh, thing i just have to point it out she's pretty old by the time they decide to abort gabriel yeah, was, like was nine, the plan probably was eight. the plan to just let them kind of drive they're Were doing they like nazi scientist shit yeah. they're just like letting no her. that's what it is it's like a very the, i mean that's a very evil hospital if you look at look it. at it's literally in the opening scene we're introduced by waves crashing to this <laughs> castle on the cliff and lightning striking yeah, like like they're, they're it's, clearly it's evil. that's the type of surgery you do before the age of two <laughs> you know what i mean you do that like at birth like yeah that's what i'm saying it's very it, it reminds that hospital reminded me so much of glass mm-hmm. right because it's just a cartoonishly yeah. evil hospital where like they they're purely just experimenting on things um, well, I mean, that's the backdoor pilot to all the sequels. Maybe there's yeah, so many other experiments going I mean, on. There. Yeah, it's gonna like you're gonna realize that the doctor lady was actually a Nazi scientist well, who was I doing twin did. studies. That's like kind of what I prior. wanted. I was kind of excited to see. I I hoped that the whole story was gonna go back to the hospital and we were gonna see not just one fucked up kid, but like a whole story of these like kind of experimented fucked up kids well, and I, I mean, thought it was probably prob- done really well but sequels are gonna touch on maybe not the conjoined twin part of things but i mean there's a whole i you know what, wait a minute are we acting like movie- there's gonna be a sequel there, there won't be yeah this movie's I, no. failing yeah <laughs> they don't make sequels. if james wan wanted to make a sequel then he could warner brothers like owes yeah, him I mean, like Aquaman 10 more blank checks gonna make another yeah, billion, exactly so. um another bill he gets at least two mil even if he does a bad even job. Even if he does a, even if he does a bad great. job. Um, but I I don't know. Like I I could have I could see this movie going in a lot of different ways. You know what this movie actually reminded me of? And this may sound weird. It kind of gave me like a better version of Split was what I was thinking I s- of whenever I was seeing this movie. Well, yeah. Because of like, I mean, kind of this, just on its I mean, face, one like two is, separate sides. One is just better than M Night. I'm yes. sorry, like, um, but also I like it's, Night, it's but, more well executed yeah. because it's actually does have it comes down and there is still a psychological element to it. Where split, it's just like he's a super villain. Ooh, you know, Lord. <laughs> um, it, you know, and you know, it's also just like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, like yeah. you know, but uh. The I don't think there's a lot of depth in this movie at all, if I'm honest. Well, like, it doesn't like, need it. I, I did no, I know, I know. But popcorn. like, it's, it's that's been brought up like multiple movie. times. The depth in this movie, I don't think that there is any. Like, it's, well, it's more. What depth, is it about? It's how, more like, depth in a popcorn horror. Well, movie. I don't. I don't think that's true. Pop, like, it's it's equally, but it's not going for thematic depth. It's going for like artistic visual yes, that's, flair that's yeah but I'm that's not about. that i don't think that's what everyone's been talking about this whole time well i'm like, talking about this movie say, is like it's about oh family is what met like this no. this has the depth of a fast movie no you know what I, I like yes so it's the depth of the deepest thing <laughs> in the world what I, the fuck are you trying like, to get at i don't know it's just like he like i said he didn't tackle this script through and through the script is not great 
um, from like at least like a line standpoint. So it's not going to be able to have that much depth from like a character standpoint. Like it, you know, you can say it's about trauma and um, you know, making your own self out of you know, like forgetting the past. Um, you could just watch a movie that actually discusses yeah, that's that. Not, that's not. No, I know. I'm just with. saying, like. I don't want to mislead any listener into thinking that there's depth in this movie. I think that there's more than what you're giving it credit yeah, for. As far as the horror genre goes, like this is like there is there's ideas to this. Well, the thing. Yeah, that they just I don't kind of they don't go anywhere. I would just say I have to give credit to the scenes where she goes into those dream moments. And then the reveal is that he's actually putting her in another um, another kind of like mental dimension where she's in her They're normal, her. where they trap, like she's thinking she's brushing her teeth, mm-hmm. but she's actually murdering someone. Mm-hmm. So he's putting her in a psychological box where her day is just normal, but he's really taking her body and doing other things in the community that, you know, are actually committing crimes and she has no memory of it. Every movie where you see somebody with a split personality, like Black Swan or Joker, or you, you still see the person. So what's going on inside their head isn't fully portrayed other than just showing their actions. But this, I do like the fact that like for the first time I saw a depiction visually of like, oh my God, what if this is what real people with schizophrenia actually see? Mm -hmm. What if they actually just are seeing themselves acting normal, but because they're trapped inside of their own portion of their own brain on maybe one side of their mind, there's a whole other side that has completely taken over that controls their body and it switches. I've never thought of that until um, this. It's, I think it's easily the smartest way to visually represent what he was going for. Like it's, it's as good as it gets. It's probably as good as it'll ever get like Mm -hmm. us, um, much simpler and like, like a way, if you wanted to remove the twist, the way to do this visually would be, she sees the backside of these murders <laughs> straight up yeah that would be how like hitchcock would do it right yeah. you know this lady's trying to solve murders but she only sees behind yeah. them yeah. Right. she and like she, turns she, around she's like oh my god she's murdered that actually yeah, would have yeah. been pretty cool actually because then you still would be like what's going on no there's there's a way to do that well that just doesn't that's not in this movie because this movie hinges so much on the twist like that you don't know and that. he wants to play with his toys like that's a, another big takeaway for me is that like he uh, garnered so much like visual uh you know heavy lifting uh uh intensity mm-hmm. from like these big budget productions mm-hmm. like aquaman and this shit that he was like okay how can i take all of these fancy tools and apply them to the kind of movie that i used to make mm-hmm. before i did the big stuff Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I get from that big action sequence at the end. Mm-hmm. The the police station is like there's a big, uh, huge single take tracking shot that is just like directly from fat from Furious and from mm-hmm. Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Like we see that exact same thing in those movies. It's just applied to this wacko weirdo horror movie. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you can say the same thing for everything else that comes before that. Like, how do I apply the 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 mm-hmm. flair that I learned into this like passion project? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I love like everything about the, the, you know, final few minutes of this movie. I did want to talk about real quick, just cause like you're kind of touching on like the themes, you know, of all of it. What did you guys think of like the moment in the hospital room with the mom where there's kind of like a fake out where like yeah you, she kills you think she's the, gonna be like i finally have a blood connection but then she's like you are my sister and it actually doesn't matter that we are not blood related but also she kills the 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 sister and oh yeah you yeah, realize yeah, it's but a it's, fake it's, out. it's a mind trick yeah so that's like a that's like a whoa moment like one last cool. one last fake out for it before the end of the movie and also the mom going like gabriel I'm sorry that I aborted you. You were my son. I, so that I I liked as a beat. And I also liked that it didn't go too far because yeah, if that had worked, like, I would have fucking hated but that also movie. Just the fact that it's like the movie decides to have this sentimental moment. Yeah. And it's like cutting between like the mom in the hospital bed and fucking Gabriel. Like a symptom. Shooting. Like that. Mom. Yes. Mommy. No, no, no. This, this like. This very mother, uh, yeah. This very uh, sympathetic close-up of this, like, cancer. Cancer. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I have I have to say that I thought it was really well done because in the other murder scenes, when they cut to her, the what's the girl's name again? Um, Madison. Madison. Excuse me. It's like a flawless thing where she'll lay down in bed and then open her eyes and she's next to the next murder victim. It's like a perfect blend from like her just living her day to day. And then all of a sudden, boom, she's in, she's basically, she has switched into Gabriel's control and now she's watching a murderer. That is, I, we could probably say that that scene where the mom is reaching out to him is the break where she has now gained control and he's hearing what he wishes he could hear in his dream. Mm. So it's a it's take yeah. So it's a wow. because because it's a it's a weird thing where it's really really intense and then all of a sudden the mom you know you're snaps probably, yeah. and nice. says like wait Gabriel and then now he's dreaming that she's Mama actually yeah. connecting with him because and his dream probably is to hear that and then to still kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. you're so right. I think that's that makes, a great. Yeah. That's I a great, think that's uh, the the take. because it's such a flawless blend that yeah. he did with every murder that's her transition hook to like lure him she, into her control. She found his control mm-hmm. everything Didn't he wanted to hear Gabriel? right after that moment the tire swing <laughs> we share a brain um hold no, I, on i didn't even think about that but you are you're i think you're right on the money like that makes so much sense because right after that it's like unlocking the key that at that point yeah has and yeah because break there's nothing in that moment where the mom would say hey before you kill my daughter <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and let me just tell yeah. you, I wish I never like, aborted you. Gabe, is that you? <laughs> You've gotten so big. Oh, come over here, baby. All this time. Where'd your little arms Gabe-y, go? Gabe, baby. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're to- I think you're 100% right. Yeah. I don't even think it's debatable. You look so handsome. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I'm still so mad at you. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this bitch. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. <laughs> she's like, I love how she's like pinned down by yeah. this hospital bed. She's like, no, I'm fine. No, it's it's definitely and too Madison's heavy. And Madison's just like. It's too heavy for one Madison's person. Like, <laughs> if, if Gabriel can do it, then so am I. See, we that, have the same body. And then that, she like really struggles. <laughs> that was corny as fuck. And it I, was. The whole I, end was super That corny. I thought, I was like, did we need that scene? We'll so, see what we Because it's funny, that did. happens, but then we don't actually get a full on like falling action resolution it just, kind the of thing. Just ends. The movie just ends. Because you are right, Drew. The ending of this movie is like, she's dead. Like, Madison well, Urshie is not like even in her... a high security prison yeah, for because the rest of her life. Even if, like, the thing is, even though, like, they'll investigate and figure out, like, oh, this is real. Like, Gabriel's like a real thing inside of her. That doesn't matter. They're not going to trust her to just, like, keep him in there. Be like, hey, <laughs> That's you insane. got it all under control. Yeah, she's like, right? no, I got this guy. Yeah, guys, he's in, the, he, like, you should see this jail I'm imagining right now. It's All really I had big. to do was just <laughs> murder an entire, <laughs> an entire precinct full of cops. <laughs> yeah, she just killed every man in the forest. Are you guys sure that the hot cop didn't get shot again right in the chest? You I know, thought that he like, did. It, it looks upper shoulder for me. Oh. He he got shot, but he it looked hard to me. Okay, because I was about but, to say everybody who would actually believe her is gone. Because yeah, all the so like now it's at the point where it's like she's definitely. Well, that's, you know, it's a cool death that I really liked a lot. Uh, was Gabriel fucking up the security guard's uh, pacemaker? That was that was, that, that was so sick. That's you're right. So fucking cool. Like no, you're right. I think that's dope. Death. I think that you're right. That's the best one. I was like, can't you just um, stab him? But yeah, the the way the movie ends. The thing is, it's so silly and absurd to that point that I wasn't upset by how silly and absurd and abrupt the ending was. But like I like I said earlier, the other thing that was just so wildly corn was her stating the emotional depth of the movie to her sister, right. saying like, it's almost as if <laughs> you were right here by my side all along and yeah. I do not need that old bitch sitting in a bed up there. <laughs> And she doesn't say a word to her. She literally doesn't. She just yeah, keeps uh, hugging her sister. Yeah. Um, it's like in Hereditary, if if Tony Collette was like, you know, it's almost like the death of my child is sort of like haunting our family in a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hail payment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why. That's why if we're talking sequel, I think that the sequel has to still involve her and Gabe fighting over the body mm -hmm. because like it does it doesn't end and then also it ends with the um the light bulb sort of starting to you know shot yeah. yeah the inception moment basically where like mm -hmm. the light bulb starts to act as if it's going to crack all right here's my pitch for the sequel it we introduce a new threat that's tied to the hospital a brand new crazy wacky threat because that's what i love about this movie is like it's a new horror mm -hmm. threat it's not a zombie it's not a, mm -hmm. an alien this is this the thing that lee said as soon as the movie ended like it's it's i know hunter you said that like we've seen this before mm -hmm. but like you know for my money it's a new threat yeah nobody talks about how sisters is like right essential horror movie. right so Maybe Juan can do it again. Maybe he can give us another new threat. Please let Juan do it again. We've seen what happens in these movies when Juan doesn't get involved. You get Conjuring 3, which is a dog shit. And then movie. they're like, they're like, it, it, it's like a Hannibal Lecter situation. Where they're like, well, there's only one person who can stop this. Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, he, and she's like struggling. She's She has to like unleash Gabriel. It's, well, like, yes, the Hulk. Yeah, the that's what I was yeah. like thinking. The next movie is just the Hulk, but with know. Gabe. Because I, here's the thing is that hospital she was at i actually 
don't think that the rest of the files are anything like that. I think mm -hmm. it's a hospital for reconstructive surgery for people with cancer. Mm -hmm. And she had a carcinoma that because that that's based in reality. There are uh, cancers that can grow that have like teeth Huge and hair. Tumors, yeah. Like they literally have like human characteristics and bones or but whatever. If that's the hospital, then why is it set in like Hotel Transylvania? Well, no, I no, love, but it's, I, it's just like I all, just like, up, all like, the good all the pictures they're looking at. Those case files are not like other conjoined twins. There aren't many of those guys, in the world. It's me, all kids with tumors. You let know? me pitch the next movie. Okay? Okay, okay, so the next movie goes back to the hospital. Okay, there getting ready to tear it down or or okay because remember he's tip he's paying homage to all these old horror movies from back in the day right. they're tearing I, it down i love the idea of taking like the college teens you know that go to out into the woods or the college teens that go those movies i hate those movies but i love the idea of like the college teens that want to do something wild like go to uh, you know, a nuclear site or some shit. They go there as like tourists and Chernobyl, like Chernobyl, like that movie looked like doo doo garbage. And they're like documenting themselves or whatever, going to see this thing. But the cancers that came that the, the cases that they run into when they start looking through the files, the same kind of timeline that Gabriel was a thing, those cancers were actually like a common thing that was almost like a contagion they, they were or all, something. There all was these like cancers a lot were, of were all guys. These, these cancers that were coming out at the time were becoming like a contagion because hot new he, cancer. He didn't up. he didn't nod what movie what what horror films did he not do in this movie? He did not do the college kids going out into the right. woods. He didn't do the contagion threat or zombies. He didn't do any like vampire army horrors. of Gabriel. He didn't do backwards. so. Like if you could take like a piece out of each of those and blend it into the, but completely spin off from Gabriel altogether. You can mm. just the only thing that could tie to Gabriel is that something in that specific unique evolved type of cancer mm -hmm. was causing a lot of sickness at yeah, the well, time like, like that you could said, maybe blend into contagion yeah, movies. You're going to the source. It, it, yeah, like sort of like you said, Chernobyl, like maybe a lot of like just a, a high amount of kids born in a, in a weird like certain area where some meteor crashed or like there was a nuclear Something, accident. And they then you get an alien Gabriels. movie in there. That would be so fucking cool if we could tie all those together, but we're not going to say it. And listen, also, I hate to say this, but one movie that this movie doesn't reference and that also deals with a tumor at one point is old. <laughs> we could yeah. get we could get an old maybe a crossover movie. I was thinking, can we get just like um, Sydney Lake, uh, Madison's sister, and Kakoa Shaw, mm -hmm. the cop? Can we just get like a nice romance between the two of them? We can throw in the hot um, like investigative cop there she can be in there too is like mm -hmm. a love triangle situation mm -hmm. and everything's going great until aunt madison comes mm -hmm. to visit <laughs> and I, Uncle I will gabriel, gabriel yeah. and gabriel you murdered my husband he went to a beach made a mold <laughs> you me and gabriel <laughs> oh my god okay really quick that's, before that's we, we close out i actually have a genuine question to ask so here's my thing what movie do you wish was made? Like what horror have you been waiting for? Because this movie, I was, ho I'm really happy with this movie. 
I watched this movie called um, A Cure for Wellness. Did you guys see that? It was like a I really good to. suspenseful thriller. I've, always, I've wanted to see that. Gore Verbinski is kind of a mixed bag of a director, but I've heard that that's like a fascinating film. It's so. fascinating, but Even I always feel work. like the movies that I am drawn to are very suspenseful, very thriller-esque, but never quite encroach into horror. Mm. But I always want horror to go into that thriller-esque, which I guess is why I really like the artsy one like hereditary and and the witch and all of that yeah. because it does kind of blend but they're never quite horror all the way you know what i mean so that's so, what you want so the cure for wellness is like um you know this guy is going to investigate um some weird cases he's a journalist at this hospital but he gets into a really bad car accident and then gets treated at the hospital but then he realizes that something's really off and and that's all i'll say there but they're basically the whole time trying to make him feel like he's losing his mind little by little. And then there's all these other factors that turn into like, is he actually losing his mind? And you forget as the viewer, is he losing his mind? Mm -hmm. Kind of like Shutter Island with Leo. Yeah, Shutter Island. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like Shutter Island. like I would love that plus all the beautiful visuals that you get from A Cure for Wellness, but with that extra little bit of horror to the point where you're actually fucking terrified mm. and then you're questioning your own sanity guys i i well i so did you like cured for wellness i did okay it just didn't quite go there yeah and there was some holes in it but. yeah i've heard that it's kind of a mixed bag but like it's just a very interesting there were some things that i saw in that that i was like oh they could do so much more with this i have i will say i just thought of the sequel the sequel for this movie mm -hmm. let's do silence of the lambs with this movie there's a new like freak that's came out of this hospital and what we have to do we have to go to the jail cell where mm -hmm. madison yeah, gabriel that's is basically tied up what in i there. said yeah mm -hmm. buffalo gabe just buffalo gabe <laughs> yeah. um i have an idea for a horror movie i want to really see want. that i haven't seen it's y have you ever been to like a beach before <laughs> <laughs> I purposely took us away from that conversation. Well, I wait, here's the thing. Do you think I'm not familiar enough with the history of horror? I know. Oh no, really I have an know. actual one that I um. Have you ever gotten really old? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I hate this guy. No, I wrote this down while watching the movie. Is and this probably has been made before. I just don't know it. But a movie that does the opposite of what like the scary woods house thing does. Mm -hmm. And it's about living in a crazy, uh, crowded, cramped, like like big city skyscraper apartment building. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And it's like horror based on that about people being everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like because, you know, living in those cities, you cannot get away from people. Mm -hmm. It's not that you you need help and you can't get it. It's that like that you just always are hearing someone. Right? There's yeah. a movie based on that that like subverts the trope well there's definitely movies like that and then from that i mean a lot of those just kind of end up being like zombie type movies of oh my yeah. god you're trapped here and everybody yeah. here is too no i know you're trapped I'm, here. I'm, but like of just a true horror movie mm -hmm. where you're yeah i'm imagining a movie that's like it's almost like kowloon like the city mm -hmm. where like like the all the buildings are practically just connected to each other and you can't find outside mm -hmm. and it's a movie like because you're always just like get out of the house what if you couldn't Right. What if you literally spent a whole movie trying to get out of that, the house? That's kind that's, of like Attack the Block a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of Attack the Block, which is an alien yeah. horror movie. <clears throat> it's just, like to me, it seems it, to me it sounds like this. Like I would imagine that this has been made in like Korea or something. It sounds like, like a good Korean yeah. horror. Movie. I like that yeah. uh, idea. Let's the scene in um in Fight Club 
where he's trying to go from city to city and everyone he's always around people and they all know Tyler Durden and yeah. they all know Fight Club and no matter he's being haunted by all these people all the time who are like everywhere it it's anxiety provoking even mm. though nothing scary is actually happening but what's the line between thriller and suspense and then like psychological thriller into horror um i don't know if there is a line anymore it. i mean it, we're in a we're in a post genre world thrillers and suspense have more action right and psychological horror is seen as more slow and drawn out and like yeah. and like emotion based part of it is also just it's the semantics of you say that something like nobody everybody wants to call get out a psychological thriller because mm -hmm. that sounds more prestigious than saying it's a horror exactly. movie yeah. like and it's kind of it's shitty like a horror movies they just kind of have a label of being b-tier quality yeah. and that's not true and that's not fair i mean some of my favorite movies ever like the exorcist is a just straight up horror movie there's yeah. no subgenre. it's just like this is a horror movie mm -hmm. and it's one of the most well-crafted films that you will ever see in your entire mm -hmm. life yeah like uh, well i also think frankly it's because uh the word horror literally means something awful it means something that you don't like naturally yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's a bad word to say like, you're like thriller Ooh, that's thriller yeah, thriller Ooh, is God. a good word psychological, psychological is, oh that's tinted. Like, yeah psychological is neutral and also horror movies immediate like if people hear that something's a horror movie i'd say about half of people immediately are not going to watch yeah there's like oh uh, no like, i don't like scared to be scared I'd, yeah i'd say probably half of people i know just objectively like they're like i'm not saying they're bad but i can't watch them i don't like i don't like feeling scared so i don't watch horror movies that's how i was for most of my life to be honest Same. this movie is just yeah. straight up a horror movie and i like appreciate they're, that but like the the 50 percent of people a lot more than 50 percent honestly like i'm never gonna be like mom i know you don't like horror movies but you should check out this new movie called malignant yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it'll really it's turn yeah. into genre. No, there, yeah, exactly. there are movies that aren't horror at all that scare me to my core you know like whiplash mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. being so obsessed with a skill that to the point where you snap and then you question you know probably because i can relate to it too much yeah you probably and then the thing, the podcast the other thing too is is like pie you know pie mm. how he's like losing his mind yeah and what he's about? like criminally not even criminally he's just he's just too intelligent to the point where he he snaps yeah what about the life of pi uh, <laughs> what if you were just trapped on a boat with a lion <laughs> that actually it's is kind of terrifying kinda spooky but like but i i would almost call those things even more effective than horror because <laughs> horror you're kind of not always dipping you're not breaking the fourth wall because there's always something that's like yeah right well yeah, yeah exactly. right that's not actually gonna happen and for me most of the time the most effective horror like as far as just stuff that is like the most upsetting for me and i say upsetting and i still love it because i'm a freak who uh is dead inside but like a movie like the strangers Oh, where, see, everybody tells me to watch that. It looks see, too, too much for me. No, well, the thing is, like, that movie fucked me up as a kid. Because okay. I saw it when I was 10. Your biggest fear. The that's whole my thing biggest is, fear. Like, yeah. it's just people are just existing at home and people come there and, like, murder the family and, yeah. like, yeah. show up and they're like, why are you doing this to us? And they're like, because you were home. Yeah. Like, that kind of shit. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, see, that's stuck out in the that's, woods. That's, You're that. stuck out in the fucking boonies and there's just crazy people. And yeah. there's no, like, yeah. or Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Like, stuff like that where it's just. Halloween is still like kind of slasher. Like Michael I mean, Myers he's like is like a superhero a human now. Being. Yeah. yeah. The first movie is 
like a lot more but like you just kind of like don't know why he's well that's doing yeah. That. yeah that's yeah i mean in the future sequels they try to like tie it back to her but it, the purity of that first movie is just like he's just a God, killing machine. i'm so fucking hyped for halloween kills yeah. i really hope that's good yeah Ugh, i hope that's good well that's coming up very soon a peacock original movie Happy Halloween, Halloween kills. Everybody. Is it coming out on? <laughs> no, it's going, is yeah. it coming out the same day? As uh, yep, some Peacock. Peacock and What's Peters. your favorite horror movie? Um, well, it's either. I mean, Silence of the Lambs is like my favorite movie ever. So if that's horror, or if I'm going just true, true horror, then it's The Exorcist. The Exorcist is literally it's flawless. Like I watch that movie once a year, and then Gaia makes me like sage the house afterwards because she's terrified <laughs> yeah. of that movie. But it's perfect and the thing is the exorcist has the thing that you're talking about where it's a slow rollout Mm -hmm. like they don't just jump immediately to doing an exorcism they're like we're gonna take you to all these hospitals and figure out like what the fuck is wrong with you because you're not behaving like a normal like exorcism is the last possible option that they Mm -hmm. go to did you see rosemary's baby Oh, yeah. Rosemary's Baby is uh, like Same in my top 20, thing. 25 movies I'd ever. I think mine is like The Shining. You know? Shining. The Shining. Like that. Yeah. That's, that's the one that I've seen the most easily because yeah. uh, it it's it's like a vibe of a movie. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's so drawn out and like it doesn't always make perfect sense. That's why people are still debating it today. Um, it just feels great to watch. Like mm-hmm. it's it has the perfect feel for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Alien. I mean, a- yes. Is Alien that horror? Is- yeah. The first Alien is sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror. Alien sci-fi horror. I, I mean, talked about before, but Hereditary and I think Midsommar, which is like just talking about like a new type of horror that I've never seen before. It's just like, what if it's the brightest movie that you've ever seen? And also like you want to like peel your skin off. Mm-hmm. Also, Midsommar um, is a perfect movie. The, the Suspiria remake is like one of my favorite movies oh, of the last few so years. So fucking good. I love that shit. I just watched the, the original Suspiria recently, which mm. I think informs a lot of the visual decisions in Malignant too. Yes. In terms of oh like yeah. Lighting. He's a big uh, Diallo fan. Like absolutely. You can, that comes across in a lot of James Wan stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we can wrap it up here, folks. We've uh, successfully removed the cancer, I will say. Oh, my God. What's happening in my head? <laughs> well, if we remove the whole thing, there'd be brain damage. <laughs> where is my mind? There was another weird song in it, though. There was the where is my mind, but there was another weird song that I was like, really? They're playing this song? Hey, it all gets, I mean, it's not the actual song. It was, it was Whip slash Nene by Silento. <laughs> yeah. R- no, no, no. R.I.P. to a legend. I was thinking about when they reprised the Pitbull cover of Africa by Toto from Aquaman. Okay. I thought they, well, I thought that it was a wild choice that they in they cut to credits with the Tokyo Drift song. <laughs> Just like paying homage to his fast. I regret. Mm-hmm. I regret mm-hmm. asking. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. next. Um well, well no, I think you know, go to the <laughs> beach that makes you old. Please close <laughs> out. Then you mean <laughs> I think you're actually thinking of the the well, the two seconds in Furious 7 when you hear turn down for what? What I is, don't understand why you guys have that in your brain and why now is the time to pull it out. So I did think, do you think that this movie Sometimes would get... Sometimes there's something in the back of your head that you just have to let out. Get out. You know, Lee? Yeah, you got to get it out. You got to get it what? out. 
Do you think this movie would have been like what percent better would this movie have been if we would have had uh, Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift in this okay. movie? Negative five. If what, plays, what if, if Lucas Gabriel. Black was Gabriel? <laughs> and, but it's Lucas Black pe- playing like a 19 year old in Tokyo Drift as Gabriel. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap it up. So, oh, oh man, I'm Gabriel. Thank you for Hello. listening. Why don't you like me? <laughs> Please rate, review, subscribe, follow, donate, all that good stuff. Stay tuned for next week. Uh, actually, next week might just be a chill catch up week. Yeah, so don't stay tuned. Um, but the week after that, just don't tune in for it. No time to die. New James Bond movie. Oh, fuck. I got to watch another 24 James Bond movies to get ready. And uh, then after that, we get into Halloween, Venom 2. When can we start Robin Williams so you don't have to watch uh, Venom 2? Honestly, we could start it. We could probably start it soon, honestly, okay. and just like do like every other type of deal. Mm. You know, sprinkle them in, so we could. Ernest, we could plug you were doing a solo Venom episode. We've discussed this. No, I'm, r- just I'm roping you. Lee into it. No, it's just it's just do it. Ernest. It's just you. It. You have to record really yourself bad. talking to yourself. No, Ernie right now thinks he's doing a pod. Let there but in carnage. reality, I'm just mind tricking him, and I'm making his Gabriel give me good top oh in God. the other room. What if his Gabriel <laughs> is Venom? <laughs> Yeah, essentially. What if? Yeah. yeah, I mean, what if there is a scene in Venom Two where, like, you realize Venom just like creeping through the back of Tom Hardy's head? Yeah, I mean, Venom is like, what if Madison and Gabriel became best friends and made waffles and pancakes <laughs> in the morning? Mm-hmm. Man, I will just Lee the joy that you experienced whenever you came into Aloma that night. That uh, after you guys saw Venom and you tried to tell, you were talking to me like it was Citizen Kane that you had just saw in the theater. Well, I have to and say, and that's a joy that I've never felt while watching a movie, and I always aspire to reach that high. I think what it was three things. One, one of the first comics that I ever read had Venom. It, it was a Venom comic that my brothers had when I was really little. And I thought that was like the coolest thing I ever saw. And I always wanted to be like one of the guys because I had two brothers. So I always wanted to be like the cool one of the guys. So I would always try to read their comics and always try to play with their cars and always try to be, it didn't really work out um, at all. But, <laughs> I know you're pretty freaking chill. <laughs> um, but then, you know, i I think I was oversaturated with Spider-Man everything Yeah, that I was like, when are they going to come out with a decent Venom movie? I was so excited for it. The hype. And then the third thing was that I smoked a lot of marijuana. A lot, a lot of soil. A, a lot. lot. Of soil. And then yeah, you, y'all were lit when you came in whenever I saw you that night. Now I'm going to revisit it. I think that third thing might have should have just gone first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That, that, that might have informed the most. But I remember poor Nate, you know, Nate and I really connected because i looked into his soul and <laughs> i held his hands yeah. and i really you, tried you to force a lot of black goo all over all him. over him too. yeah so mm-hmm. i mean i want some of the weed that james wan was smoking before he made malignant so yeah. whatever that he that james guy's got is has good never shit. done drugs in his life this is just like for, he has like David Lynch brain where it's like Lynch just like doesn't do drugs. He's just like sees the most horrific things that you've ever imagined in your life like in his head. And he's just like, I don't know. 
The number of the day is four. <laughs> Come on the show, James. Thanks for thanks for making a great movie. It's one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. It's one of my favorite things of the year. Um, thank you. And thanks you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye.